With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Let's see if I can do this like those uh, high-speed commercial car salesman people. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday night Citizens Against Harmful Technology conference call. I'm Neil Chevrier, your moderator for the evening. There are many people targeted in the U.S. and other countries with electronic weapons and organized gang stalking. It is our mission to expose this technology, the people using it, and claim our right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness for all people. It's also our mission to give empowering knowledge and support to the many under duress from this illegal, inhumane program. Please use star 8 on your phone to request being unmuted if you have questions or comments. Use star 6 to mute yourself if you're going to have background noise. The podcast is every Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time till about 1.30 a.m. Eastern Standard you can log on to w.talkshu and put in the call ID 139744 if you want to join the chat room or listen from your computer with or without calling in. Please don't put your phone on speaker as it causes a delay when you are unmuted. The views of the callers are not necessarily the views of COT. You will find many kind supportive people on our calls and a variety of people that need to express their frustrations and perspectives. Please be kind to each other, have tolerance and patience with each other to help facilitate our progress and fulfill our mission. Remember, it's the diversity and unity of our group that brings empowerment for everyone. Keep in mind the motives of those perpetuating these crimes and the technology they use to divide, conquer, and control. Their typical strategies are diversion. I'm not going to bother to take care of myself and take vitamin C or get the heavy metals out of my body and clean up my temple so that it's easier to be in a better mood and have a good attitude when you're getting attacked and they're trying to drop you into negativity. So typical strategies, diversion. Watch for that when it's big. Of course, disinformation and negativity. We've got to weave in and out of all that. Much of these effects are from frequency warfare and thought control being implemented to cause these undesired effects. It is through compassion and mutual effort that we will accomplish our goals. Repeat, echo, echo, we will accomplish our goals. Keep holding your thoughts to that. Because these people are getting back what they've put out. They're getting put in their place. Be part of the team. Become a targeted individual warrior and spread the truth far and wide so positive change can be implemented. I'll do my best as your moderator to make sure everyone gets their turn to share tonight as long as it's in the best interest of our progress and fulfilling our mission statement. Talking endlessly, changing the subject and interrupting, break the flow of healthy interaction. Get in the flow, be polite and considerate so we can have a productive call. If you have an emergency situation, uh, just let us know right away and we'll do what we can to help you. Um, please remember others are waiting to share too, so get to the point and allow any topics being discussed to finish before starting a new one. 
That's important. Okay, that's the end of it. I guess I wasn't as fast as a car salesman, but I tried. So, go ahead. Anybody got any inputs? Something on your mind? Anybody got any new protective measures? I, I'd like to get a few people doing some some things and then reporting back. Did anybody get the the infrared sleeping bag thing for $69? Did it help to not find you? Was it too hot to be in? I'd like to report that I'm studying some nanotechnology, mostly carbon nanotubes and self-assembling wiring networks being put in the whole human race. And what I'm finding is that some of the building blocks that are being used in creating this in laboratories are the same building blocks that are found in the chemtrails. So aluminum, barium, and lithium are in the chemtrails and are being used uh, in the nanotechnology applications, they're they're finding that you know if you being an electrician, I, I would know this, and so if I wanted some some wires to do a particular job, it's kind of like you take a red wire and you make it the plus wire, and you hook it up to the plus side, and then you take the black wire and hook it up to the negative, which is mm -hmm. the the negative side, and what you're doing is you're making a circle, so electricity runs in a circle and it's the same way in us and the same way of the the carbon nanotubes being used as wires and the kinds of materials they're using and what i'm finding is that they may basically cover the tips of the wires with gold on the plus side and silver on the other or aluminum and they're finding from the different metals and also polymers, which are conductive, they can carry electricity, uh, that it works, it's stable, it doesn't get oxidated or oxidized so that it would stop making a good connection and do what it does. Uh, the, the deeper I go, I see that they can write instructions into this technology to put in a secondary electrical system basically in people's bodies that can be grown by frequency stimulation. So here we are in the midst of frequency warfare. Um, what I'm suggesting at this point is in the realization that, you know, maybe it's a quiet Sunday and you're sitting out in the backyard and everything's blooming and the birds are chirping and it's beautiful and then some Cessna airplane comes and makes a whole bunch of noise, and you just got this feeling that it's somebody that just came to do that, just to bother you. Well, if you're taking care of your temple, your body, then your mind and your emotions have more stability. And I'm living this too, um, realizing that you have more tolerance and more of an ability to bounce back when you take care of your temple. So I'm suggesting any who are interested in this experiment of doing everything that you can do to purge your body 
of heavy metals is going to make you less conductive and more functional. So things like taking glutathione and alpha-lipoic acid and split-cell chlorella and cilantro and something called NAC, which I think is a, a type of niacin from what Karen was telling me. And she did some before and after testing of heavy metals over a period of a couple of years and found that using this protocol that the high-level mercury and lead that was in her body uh, had actually purged out. So after a year and a half of using these particular things to get stuff out of her, she um, went back and got a confirmation that a lot of it was gone and the levels were lower and then went back another year later and found them to be in an acceptable range. So, you know, in paying attention to things that matter, I think that this really matters because even though the implants are an interface that's being used on us and affecting us, uh, the more I read in a couple uh, over $100 a piece books on the development of, of chemistry to create nanotechnology and what it's capable of and how it's being implemented, I'm seeing uh, you know, this is a bigger threat than having implants in our body. And, and, and also, you know, like I said about diversion in the introduction, that uh, it really is a a problem to to have somebody telling you all night, well, you're not worth it, the pain ain't that bad in your body, you don't have as much stamina, you're just getting older. Well, you're not. You're not getting older. Your body's being degraded, and it's happening slowly enough that you're not really, you know, paying big attention to the degradation that's happening. And then somebody, uh, you know, cuts you off in a grocery store and you feel like you're ready to bite their head off because you're dragging your body around and you don't feel good. And so your your stamina and your tolerance for anything less than easy and graceful is less. So I'm just making a point of this and I'm making a very specific point based on what I know at this point that I don't think taking colloidal silver is safe to do. I had read in a couple of places some vague information that it was actually building blocks for nanotechnology applications being done in our bodies. Uh, so, I, as the person said... How are they said, getting the metal in us? What's that? How are they getting the metal in us? Well, there, there's strontium... The yeah, the chemtrails are a big part of it. Some food contamination, and of course, you know those who. Uh, it's yeah, the the smart dust and quantum dots and all the nanotechnology is in everything, and and things like uh, Monsanto doing their GMO thing and and the research of uh, making high density polyethylene was somehow involved in the structure of silk that they found in the silkworm. And I don't remember the details about it, but suffice it to say that they've they've played with everything. They've contaminated us from so many directions. 
anybody uh, who feels inclined to look around and find a reasonably priced ion detox foot bath, uh, the experimental unit that I've built is much higher amperage than the, the kind that you would buy on the market for 100 or so. Um, I can feel it pulling through my body. Like uh, when you use a Hulda Clark sapper to get rid of parasites, you're holding on to two copper tubes. A 9-volt battery is sending pulses through at 30,000 times per second, uh, and that's killing a whole bunch of parasites. Well, how it feels is you might get a pain in your elbow where you're holding on to those, and then that pain will go away, and then you'll feel a pain in your shoulder. Well, it, I, I find the same feeling with the ion detox, even though it's pulling microscopic particles out of your blood as your blood is circulating. Uh, what happens chemically and electrically between positive and negative charged particles is the same as the reason that what's called a chem buster, uh, using this technology to pull chemtrails out of the air to actually neutralize them. When I built that unit, it, it did what it said that it would do. It actually did clear the air for about seven miles out in all directions. So it was pretty blue. And, uh, You're doing something for the air in my house where I smoke an electronic cigarette. And what happens is when I go to take like a drag on it, I can't get anything out of it. And I don't know if it's me or if it's the air or what, but they're using a lot of radar on me. Mm-hmm. And what makes oh, wow. you say that it's radar? Because before uh, I took a chance and we got Wi-Fi and cable TV because it was winter and the Wi-Fi was just affecting me too much. And after living without power and coming home and knowing the power off in the house, I had Wi-Fi going in the house. I knew that they had put crap in the house. It's their Wi-Fi. They can watch me from their Wi-Fi. There's this stupid thing with Comcast goes a thousand feet, and it's infrared and night vision. So, you know, they've loaded crap in my attic. I just know it, you know. And I shut the Wi-Fi off, and it was a whole different ballgame in here. It was great for like a day. And they're all pissed off and ornery today. And it, it's like I got up, and... I thought I was just going to throw up because they charged the air up so bad. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's what I'm picturing as you're saying that about the cigarette. If you could take a little piece of Linkstat or Bellistat. right away, whereas if I'm anywhere else, one lasts the whole day. Try, try I don't putting even get an hour that. out of it. Because, try, huh? try, putting, try putting some, like make a little tube of the Bellistat, just cut off a little scrap piece. Make a little yeah. tube and put it around your electronic cigarette. And I take see toilet if, paper rolls, the, the inside. Huh? I take the toilet paper roll, you know, on the inside, the, the brown cardboard, right. and I wrap yeah. it around. And it gives oh. me a little bit longer, but when they're really snapping it and me, it goes out like right away. 
Yeah, and I, I get the impression that that is just an overwhelming electronic magnetic field that's yeah. doing that. Somebody yeah, and their background the noise. sound crap, you know, with the humming in the walls, the back, all that crap. Oh, somebody's making noise. Oh. Yeah, they are. Massachusetts, are you being noisy? No. Um, I might have more than yeah. There's more than I'm one. I'm sorry, here. it was me, Neil. I accidentally un- unmuted myself and set up a busy place. I'll mute myself again. Sorry. Oh, okay. I mean, this is getting too much. Well, we've all been through you a know, lot for a long time. They're outside constantly, back and forth. I can't walk from room to room anymore again. The second I move, you know, they drive by. I mean, it's all the crap again. And even training, I think, the new crew for the summer because the kids are getting out of school. So, of course, they just hop right on board. You know. Yeah. And then I got all the retirees. And, you know, the disabled, the older disabled that are home all day long. I mean, they all have shifts. And there's something that they turn on. They turn it on in their home. Uh, They don't want to be near it, though. Like when they're going to bed, they turn it off for that house. But for the most part, it's like they have it in the cars and the garage. Do you ever notice that you feel like you can't get air where you're breathing sometimes? Yeah, yeah I've yeah. noticed that too. And when you move, yeah. then you yeah. can. Yeah. Yep. And they're back to that again because they shut off our Wi-Fi. And they're back to, you know, the crap in the wall, vibrating, the infrasound crap. I'm plugging my ear all the time, my left ear, because the tinnitus is off the wall. They have to listen to my Christian music all day. That pisses them off, too. (laughs) This is just getting beyond, beyond. Well, it is for all of us. I mean, there's days that we're we're definitely walking miracles for all we've been through. Uh, But it's in our homes that they get into the worst. You know, ask, if you go somewhere else, they don't get you as bad. I have somebody in the the chat room uh, talking about the chembusters, and I just want to let anybody know that uh, when you build one of these, they find them through Doppler radar. And I did end up with a black helicopter circling my property when I did that. And they were wearing military clothing, and the passenger leaned out you know, to the side of his window and glared at me. And and after that, I was being hit really bad with microwave to where I knew that I was being attacked. So I got rid of the unit. So if you ever build one, it would be the kind of thing that you would put out in the woods somewhere where it wouldn't be tracked back to you. And how do you do that when they're on the 24-7? Yeah. I can't get the mail. I mean, they're unbelievable. They have to see everything. Well, 
And I did get scammed, by the way. You got, you got what? I, I, I got scammed by Melinda. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Pretty bad. What'd you find out? Yeah. Oh, I'm loaded. Pressure my head. Can you be more specific on location? Uh, I'll have a call, maybe. I got them everywhere now. Did she give you frequencies with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You find a lot of the 2500 range by any yeah. chance? Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, well, I know somebody who... the experimentation and the medical range, right? Well, it's showing 114 universities uh, having license to that particular bandwidth in those ranges. So you can picture that there's corrupt people sitting on the boards of the universities yeah. and they're in the best interest of getting the grant money to, the grant money to, to keep everybody uh you know, to keep the the business going is what it really is. Yep. And then they may be developing technology to um used for medical application, but then it ends up going off to the military-industrial complex. But the problem has become more obvious that now universities are getting grants to develop non-lethal weapons. Yes. So, unfortunately... Around the corner for me for two years, there was, uh, like, 15 cars at this one house. Uh, And all of a sudden, everybody was gone, and... Somebody was in the driveway, and I pulled in one day, and I said, you know, who lives here? And she said, oh, there were a bunch of kids from the university and Pratt and Whitney. And I said, oh, bingo. <laughs> I should interject something here, that all the funding to the universities, what they're getting to do this to us, it's all medical. It's it's biomedical, but it's used for our destruction, for the destruction of humanity. But it's all called, it's all funded as as medical. Yeah. You should know yeah. that. Well, I just feel like I've been a neurological guinea pig since the get-go. Yeah. Well, we that's have. The, that's because I have a neurological disease to begin with. National but, I mean, Science Foundation, all of it is medical, medical military. And the problem is, you know, in doing deeper research on nanotechnology lately and the building blocks for how it's all done, um, you see these scientists that are sincere and they're saying, with good applications of this technology, we'll be able to do this and that. You can see they're sincere. They're not even greedy people. They went to school for many years to get the foundation to, to be really you know, super smart chemists and and carry the ball from where the ball was left off. So for them, some of them are going to find out and do down the road that things that they developed ended up being used to hurt the whole human race. Some of them don't know what they're involved in. They've been duped by the corporations that are involved in this. It's all multinational corporations and funded, of course, by... Um, by the various agencies in the government, but a lot of the professors have been duped. They don't 
they they don't know what they're really involved in. They've been they've been told it's uh, well for for example, if anyone has um, trouble with joints, the joints in their bodies, whether it be shoulder, knee, or hips, that's a major area of Department of Defense NIH funding. Yes, um, and I've lost seventeen percent of by my bone mass density over this mm-hmm. already. Yes. That's all of the, if anyone has trouble with their joints, I will tell you where it's, it's all, all of it is coming out of Lockheed Martin, SRI International, Exobionics. They work as a team. They're in California and Silicon Valley. All of this well, is all has to do with um, early, like 2000 DARPA funded exoskeleton program. They're it's oh god! You can if if you want to do do a Google search, you know, do exoskeletons or bio suits. For example, Lockheed Martin's bio suit is called Iron Man. You know, they say they've moved on from it, but it's a hoax. You know, they're covering. That's what everybody. It's what they're using to cripple people with. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do with me with my back. And anyone who lives in California comes out of Berkeley, Stanford, MIT, and a lot of other universities. Carnegie Mellon, University of Michigan, mostly Berkeley, Stanford, Harvard, and MIT. And that's so sad. MIT, there you go. And I believe you can, too. And MIT was collaborative with Harvard. Yeah. And MIT so the, for sure. The the compartmentalization is such a major problem because they keep people isolated from each other and tell them what they're working on is confidential. So for the most part, people don't talk to each other in different departments. And if they did, they would see the big picture and go, oh, my God, I don't want to be a part of this. I mean, I grew up like 10 or 15 miles from Stanford University and left home at 15 and a half and struggled working low-paying jobs and everything as a young kid out on my own and felt envious of those that, that got to go off to that school. And, you know, I wish I had some of the preliminary training that I could certainly use now in chemistry and microbiology and microscopy and electrical engineering, but to find out the things that they were doing I think I'm glad that I didn't end up there because I wouldn't want to be any part of supporting what they've done. It really made me sad. All these professors, they call it augmenting um, uh, human walking, augmenting human ability, helping, enhancing, and um, (laughs) it's quite the opposite. Yeah. For example, and, and, for example, for the super soldiers. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I heard that Staninger was working with somebody, and she said, you know, here's one of the typical places on your forehead where there's an implant, and she took out some kind of a a solvent or a chemical or whatever it was. I didn't get to find out what it was, but... She put it over this one spot, and this stuff melted off of her skin, 
and then showed the scar where the implant had been inserted. Um, if we can get some of these people that that have the specialty training behind them in this kind of technology to help us, that I, I have a feeling. The flesh, the flesh melted. Not the flesh. It was some kind of polymer or something that they had put yes, over that's it. What that's what they're using. It's a dielectric elastomer prototype. It's, um, it's electroactive polymer. It's a polymer, a rubberized elastic material. They're using that on all of us. It's well, called well, artificial muscle. It's out of Stanford, NASA. Now, how would we go about finding out the... Here, here's my point. Um, if we can find materials that we can prove in vivo are breaking down the nanotechnology, and, and this is my approach, and it's just an experiment at this point to use an ion detox unit, but using it at, at a much higher amperage than most of the ones that are on the market preassembled, uh, in pulling off these conductive materials, so that they can't act as conductors. It's like sending a rat into a nest full of wires, or CERN in this case, and chewing the wires on that transformer and shutting it down. If we can take out some of the building blocks and disable that technology, we'll be giving the human race something very empowering. Yeah. This, this, this stuff is this frequency-responsive nanotechnology self-assembling, what it's capable of doing. I mean, if the iridium satellites can cruise around the planet and cover certain areas and play apathy frequencies and cause X amount of people to give up on life and do themselves in, uh, then statistically they see that it's effective. If you have frequency-responsive nanotechnology in your body, that can be triggered to cause these kind of effects, then I'm really seeing disabling that wiring network to be more important than than what a few implants or a hundred implants are doing. And and also the whole thing with the biosensors. Do you have any input on, on these skin surface biosensors? Yeah. I do. I wish I could so I can um Oh God! What was I just? Um... Just, just take your time. I'm, I'm interested in what you have to say. I think we all are. It just, um, um, there was one sentence because I, I downloaded a couple of articles today. I know all about this bullshit. You should, um, yeah, um, and they included. They included the senses, but everything, everything they're they're doing to us, like um, you know about the um, the Department of Defense Atlas robot. If you were to go to and look at Atlas, every, all of that is scaled down. To, 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 it's all nanotechnology. It's scaled down to biology. I mean, you know that all this stuff they're putting in us is nano. It's all scaled down. But what did I see on that? Um, Sensors, God, I can't. But I was kind of surprised to see that included with the um, the dielectric elastomer stuff. 
See, the material they have on us has an electric voltage system built in. It's how they're making people obese. Do you notice there are a lot of fat people around? I do, yeah. Is, is this all, triggering they're diabetes? They're planted with this stuff. They're, they're all, it's, all, it's all man-made. It started at NASA, NASA and SRI International. Yeah. It's electroactive polymer is what it's called. Um, but where did I see this thing on the, the sensors? Um, just, just take your time. I, I'm noticing uh, some of the information about being frequency responsive, but also the effect of heating carbon nanotubes and and the chemical bioelectric system of our bodies being used which brings up another concern that if we're using tens units and then tuning them to around eight hertz to beat bad moods and depression and things like that um, are we superimposing microelectric voltage into our bodies that may be helping some of this nanotechnology to grow faster. Um, I, I also noticed that there's uh, fluorescence application in the carbon nanotechnology. Skizit um, says that it's, it's pretty much used as markers, but I'm finding some of it to be because of the chemical effects of the building blocks they're using is iridescent, if that's the right word. Um, and so I have a fluorescence microscope, and my highest hopes are that at about 2,500 magnification, I'm going to be able to put some materials under a slide and seal the edges of it so that it all stays in there and then watch it grow, because this was done with some Morgellons people where they watched these nanowires growing. They watched uh, hexagon or crystal-shaped little devices that looked like clamshells moving. And then when they hit them with a, an EMP from a high magnetic pulse generator, the nanotubes stopped growing and the clamshells stopped moving. Uh, so from deeper reading that I'm doing now, which I'm in the midst of, I'm seeing that we don't want to do anything to antagonize growing these systems more. Um, they have this protective coating over them, which sometimes is Teflon being non-conductive as an insulator. We've got to strip the sheaths off these wires so that they will be affected by magnetic pulse. And for about $375, you can get a magnetic pulse generator that puts about six gauss out, and it throws viruses out of cells. And then if you go to uh, a company called Cardstun Medical Research on the Internet, a company out of Canada, um, they have a 28,000 gauss magnetic pulse generator. So, I don't know about the stuff you're talking about. I only know about um, the implants that they're that they're putting in people. Like they're they're substituting our flesh with um, electroactive polymer, and um, and the sensors that go with it. And it's just, 
it changes shape. It can you can be enlarged or it's just um and they're in play, oh oh I don't even want to talk about it. It's so disgusting what they're doing. Well, it is, but you know, if things like vinegar being acetic acid could melt some of this stuff off. I mean, if we come up with an intelligent cocktail that we can prove outside the body with nanomaterial. Uh, I watched a couple minute video from uh, Rice University and they put these little uh, smart dust, a little pile of it in whatever the liquid was in a petri dish and the thing starts spreading out and becoming wires in a matter of seconds. It, it happened so fast. It, it was incredible. Well, 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 this electroactive polymer is, is all about fires. You know, it's a dielectric elastomer. It's elastic material with wires and, and sensors running through it. All of it changes its shape. It can You can be enlarged or you can be reduced. That's how they're making fat people. Or they can implant it on certain parts of the body. I notice a lot of women have fat asses. I mean, it's unbelievable what these filthy pigs are doing. Neil, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Neil, uh, would it help if you used a blood culture petri dish to try and uh, multiply these? Well, I mean, you know, for me, I've got to be able to fit a slide under a microscope, and it's all so small. You only need a a pinhead of a sample, and then you actually seal the edges of the cover slip over the slide. You know what I'm talking about, right? Take no, I don't. Petri dish, right? Petri dish with a blood culture in it, meaning that it mimics human blood. And then throw some of this stuff in the middle, see what happens. Yeah, and I mean, you know, for for me, it's to attain these materials to be able to recreate the situation and and then apply things to it. And, and I've done this with. Uh, with some pathogenic problems. Uh, if you're not involved in the conversation and stuff, could you use your star six feature, the the background noises? Sounds irritating. like it's deliberate. Huh. Neil, no, are you talking about the steel vinegar? What's that? The steel white vinegar. Well, yeah, just distilled white vinegar or apple cider vinegar. It, apparently, it's all acetic acid. And I'm concerned about the biosensors. If we have stuff that's conductive on the top of our skin, you know, this has been a question that's been asked by people, and I'm, I'm wondering what Staninger used to melt this uh this material off of this person's forehead and show it. Yeah, car. that would be really interesting. I'd like to know that. Well, I think there's answers for anything. You know, they've made some really nasty stuff, but I believe there's answers. And quite often, if you're tenacious about it, just put your thought out in the universe to say, I'm ready to know about this and and find ways to take it out of people's bodies and disable a system that could take over the planet and turn the human race against itself, uh, let alone control people. That's right. That's what they're doing. I think it is um, C.O. Bigelow Rose Salve, S-A-L-V-E. 
Could you say that again? Okay. Um, well, another TI on Facebook told me once that um, the what Hildegard used was um, rose salve. Rose salve, really? By C.O. Bigelow. I'll have to find out what's in that. I, yeah, I know I can. I have rose essential oil. I wonder if it's something in the in the basic oil. And you said it was by what Bigelow? Um, C, like Charlie O, like Oscar Bigelow. Okay. <sighs> Thanks. I'll check into that. Because you know, I mean, anything I could recreate. I I tried doing this with some pathogens under a microscope, and I thought, well. It'd be really cool to to take some colloidal silver and have pathogens under a microscope and take two samples, one with a slide just with the pathogens still wiggling around and doing their thing, and then another one where I would just put a little drop of colloidal silver and watch and see if it killed those pathogens and they weren't moving anymore. I like doing the, the live stuff where you get to see it, not where you use stains and chemicals that kill the stuff and even though you get to see it's there it's it's dead and so if we could do the same thing under a microscope and show this material strips off the the sheathing that's protecting it from being affected by a magnetic field and then by applying a magnetic pulse generator near the microscope slide with the video camera and the camera port being able to actually record it permanently disabling it. And, and this was a claim made in a in a Morgellons forum from a microscopist. Tea tree oil, uh, you know, what's that for? Well, tea tree is uh, very antiseptic. sure smells good, too. It's used for a lot of things, but, you know, obviously it's... Having a biochemist at this point would be a real blessing because they'd probably be able to take more of a approach. It looks like somebody posted in the chat room, C.O. Bigelow Rose Salve. Thank you. Why would you? How would you use that? Well, tea tree oil, I don't think you ever take it internal, internally. They also have... Uh, What is it called? Malaleuca is some kind of higher form of of tea tree oil. I don't think any of it's internal application. But, you know, one thing is if we have biosensors on the surface of our bodies, we could melt that stuff off topically with the right material. And this is what I'd like to prove by just, you know, sc scraping a skin sample, putting it under the microscope, um, trying a variety of bright field, dark field, phase contrast, and fluorescence microscopy to actually see these biosensors and then putting whatever material we're going to put on them and, and watch them dissolve. Then we would be able to use something as long as it was safe for the body topically to destroy it. Yeah, uh, Guest 19 is saying tea tree oil destroys fungal infections. Um, and I know the funguses are, are being used synergistically with with other things. It's, it's like 
so does having garlic that. and castor oil. How do you but know, you know, but you're, not, you're not considering that this is this has all been surgically implanted on us, you know, with quantum supercomputers, you know, using the Raven the surgical system. This is um they don't need access to your body, you know, to surgically implant stuff. This is all being done remote control, minimally invasive surgical, using the Raven out of Berkeley. Um, and it's in the Harvard labs. It's in all these places now. It's very precise, but, you know, the bottom line is this world is a duality reality which means it has the contrast of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And although we might feel like an overpowered minority being bullied by by maniacs, um, I still believe that there's answers. And, and I think, you know, just desiring to get those answers and then being willing to watch as what's happened to me many times you know, Skizit just happen, happening to have a couple of really good books on nanotechnology that I could sit down and, and go through the index and the table of contents and focus on specific things that I wanted answers to. I believe that there's answers for us and that it's worth yeah. pursuing. Regardless of what you're saying, being able to do remote surgery, which yes, apparently is true. They have all the tools to do this to us. What is a book that I put in my lawsuit? It's on, um, you might want to check out. Um, I'll be back in a minute. i got to find it. How do you use tea tree? Just topically. You on mean top like of your uh, skin. in your water? No, you use it on your skin. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to use it near your skin. eyes. It'll burn your eyes, so you can keep okay. it away from your eyes. Okay, so I just rub it on my body, like lotion. Yep, yeah. Thank you. That's it's pretty strong. Trying to figure that out. If you look up Malaluka, it's spelled M-A-L-E-L-U-C-A. That's some kind of a higher form of uh, of tea tree oil. Yeah, I guess 19 saying, do not ingest it. Don't don't take in take it internally. Thank you. Another thing to consider that's really miraculous in the pathogenic related circles is uh, oregano oil, and that you can take internally. Too. You can use it internally. It can be very strong. Uh, well, either way, but topically, I had bought some. They had attacked me with some kind of a bug that was altered. Um, and it started eating my skin, and it was, and the infection was spreading. And uh, I got some oregano oil that came from Greece, and it was so very strong that it turned my skin black. It killed my skin, uh, and, and whatever this was wow. under my skin was making enzymes that were dissolving my skin and then eating the liquid from what I gathered, and so I really had to stop this infection, and I, I said, well, this is probably going to burn, but I don't care. I'll, I'll pour gasoline on this and light it if I have to. I've got to kill it. <laughs> and uh, eventually I said, well, being an electrician, what would you do if you had these little things all over you? 
why not just electrocute them? And so I got out the TENS unit and turned it up pretty high to where my muscles were twitching and everything and put the pads where, where it was, and it killed it. Oh, thank you, Neil. Thank you very much. Pardon me, Neil. What were you saying? I just joined in. Was it Melaleuca oil? Yeah, Melaleuca. Okay, great. Uh, so you just treats... put it on your body and... Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about it. I do have some here, and I don't use it much, but I have a lot of essential oils. But there's uh, plenty of research out there on the Internet, and for some re- reason, people are buying Malaluca. Yeah, my sister sells it, so that's why it kind of shocked me. And I'm like, I gotta. I just heard the tail end of it. I just joined on, and I'm going. It's worth asking. Yeah, find out more. Melaleuca. Yeah, she's been selling Melaluca products for years. It's a special tree out of Australia. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it has a very nice smell to it too. Not unpleasant. Oh wow! And then the other thing with the tens unit, you can put that where you're having pain and twitches. Well, no, I I had some kind of an infection. They had actually put some bugs in my house that had been genetically altered to basically go from the bug state that laid eggs under your skin to. turning into larvae and then pupa, and the larvae were born pregnant. So the offspring rate was happening so fast, it was spreading all over uh, my upper body. And so I I used a TENS unit to shock it to death and and killed it. Oh, okay. So it's not like the pain that you get from the electronics. I do have a TENS unit. But then I also have spinal cord injuries, and I have four bulging discs, and two of them are fused. And make a long story short, I was supposed to have reconstructive surgery, and then I, they said that I can't have reconstructive surgery because I'm still a smoker, and um, I have dysplasia. I don't know if you know what that is, but so I remember, yeah. Yeah, dysplasia means. Um, what they do is when you try to eat or drink stuff, or sometimes, um, I don't know if you're aware of it, because a lot of people ain't unless you have the problem, but if you're, like, talking, you have, like, natural saliva going down your throat, and sometimes I choke on my own saliva, but I think part of that's the equipment. But they tell you on that TENS unit that I wasn't allowed to put it near my neck where it was fused. And I don't know if that's because of the metal plates that I have in my neck or what. Yeah. Um, well, earlier on this call, I gave a warning that I've seen some information on the internet that I haven't. I can't confirm it, but uh, the our electrochemical system in our bodies that makes the electricity that makes our heart pump and and other neurological processes that the nanotechnology is using that and heat. They also mentioned heat as thermal effect, and so obviously our bodies have warmth to it, but if they were to aim microwave at you to heat you up on purpose, which many of us have been through many times, 
that they would be antagonizing these nanosystems to grow, and we don't want that. So I'm putting out my concern over anybody using uh, a TENS unit. Somebody's got an echo. Could could a few people hit star six so I don't have to look all over the room and find the echo? Um, anyway, I'm discouraging based on what I know, or at least giving a warning that using a TENS unit may possibly help the nanotechnology to grow faster. And as I do more research, if I can get confirmations, I'll report that. But one other thing that I will report for those that are in severe pain is uh, a leaf that comes from Indonesia and uh, many places in the Orient called Kratom, and it's K-R-A-T-O-M. And it is actually a, an opiate analgesic. It really, really works for pain, and it also works for anxiety. And so uh, this was reported to me by one of our great helpful TIs, and I've used it for about three months, and it, it really does take the edge off the pain. You don't feel tired or dragged out. You don't have mood swings like the the synthetic opiate pain drugs. And, you know, I've been in back pain for 25 years, so I went through 15 years of building houses with Lyme disease and back pain, taking synthetic opiates. And it, it's Where a real... do you locate, Kratom, Neil? Well, you can you can look it up on the internet, but in doing some research, I found a website that charges a fair price. You can figure, depending on your your tolerance, your pain level, and probably your body weight, that you'll be taking somewhere between a half a teaspoon and a teaspoon. Uh, if you take too much, it makes your skin itch but it really, really took the edge off the pain. And so for me at 5'8", 140, I found about a half a teaspoon every two or three hours, maybe four hours sometimes. Um, but, you know, I mean, when I'm sitting in front of the computer, they're burning me so bad that when I get up and look in the mirror, my face is red sometimes. My skin burns. I haven't figured all this out, but Something has caused neuromuscular pain all over my body for 25 years. Uh, so the web, the website that I found the best price on is called kratomfrog.com. And their prices were just very, very fair compared to, to everybody else. Yeah, did I look it up? Are you talking about pain medication? Like, I forgot what it was, but it was some phenomenal amount for, like, 10 pills. It was, like, 30 bucks. Yeah, no, this, this oh, is yeah. a you, – you can buy uh, – you know, one place was selling a pound for $150, shipping included. And mm -hmm. for, for how – if you're in severe pain like me, you could go through a pound of it in a month. So you, okay. you don't think how – a half a teaspoon adds up over a period of time. But Here's it takes the edge one. off. It's called tamarack, uh, tamarack um, uh, meal. Called That's, what? They say people swear, and I've been using that for the last week. 
And I tell you, it, it, it really works very good. What does? Tamarix. They say you can, you can even get it out of uh, Walgreens. What is or it? You order the, the uh, powder. But it works wonderfully. How do you spell that? Uh, I'm not at home right now to get it. Okay. But, oh, I have it in my cell, in my uh, in my textbook. Come at the yellow powder that's uh, seasoning. I'm not I'm sure sorry. what she's saying yet. She's she's going to get it for us. Go ahead. What's that now? What's it say, Neil? Uh, we just want to find out how to spell it and what what's in it. Is it natural? Is it not? This is what the constitutional group that I'm with, they told me to get it. And then I already I had it, and I've been using it. And I tell you, I have, in the last four days, week that I've been using it, I don't have as much pain as I normally have. But I, let me, I'll have to hang up, I think, and uh, write it down. Okay? Okay. And I'll call back in. All right. Time to watch the chat room here. People are posting some good stuff in here. So for uh, for a good painkiller with with no bad side effects, I can say after three or four months of using it, uh, it's a major blessing. Uh, I know that Arkansas banned it, so it's illegal in Arkansas. And there may be a few other states that that there's uh, law problems with it. But it's a little network of people that's educating the, the people who write legislation is letting them know how much of a a blessing it is. It's it's not addictive. So if you ran out, it's not like you're going to go through withdrawals. What is it? Oh, that is wonderful. That Creighton, I did try to because someone recommended it, and it was highly recommended because they said um, somebody in the community um, recommended it, and I believe they said it was a physician that recommended it. Um, and I did research it at one time, but um, I just really can't afford it. I'm just, you know, thankful that you guys are still sending me the letter. I still plan on giving you money for a membership, but I really do appreciate all the information. But I don't know if you heard the same thing. It was one of the physicians that recommended it in the community. No, I didn't hear that. It was another TI that had told me about it that's been through unspeakable hell. And and so I tried it, and it's it's been a blessing. I can get a lot more done without being in such misery. What's it called? It's it's called Kratom, and it's spelled K-R-A-T-O-M, as in Mary. And, oh, is that a food store? No, this is a mail order through the Internet. The, oh. best, we, the best website I found was Kratom Frog. So just K-R-A-T-O-M-F-R-O-G dot com. And their their prices were like half of what some of the other ones were. And then there's one called Coastline Kratom that has uh, a sampler pack for, I think it was 
I think shipping was included. But, I mean, they gave you three or four different strains of it. They have different names for stuff that grows in different areas. And there are these, you know, over 100-foot tall trees with these pretty big leaves. And then they go through the whole drying process, and it tastes pretty earthy. It tastes green. Some people put it in applesauce uh, to to take it. I don't really mind taking bitter medicine, so I just put about a half a teaspoon in some hot water and mix it up a little bit and drink it down, and, and it really gives you some relief if you have neuromuscular pain. <clears throat> and it's good for anxiety, too, so if they got you feeling anxious it's it's calming but it doesn't make you feel drowsy oh that sounds good well after going through taking the pharmaceutical synthetic opiate painkillers uh vicodin and lortab and norco and then after seven years of that building houses with lyme disease they put me on methadone and uh I had methadone when I left California, extra, and so I was using that for the first so many months when I was in Florida, and then I was getting ready to run out, and I was like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to go deal with the doctor scene and all that. Well, they kept sending me to doctors that would not prescribe it, and finally one doctor said that that stuff should be against the law. It's awful what it does to a person, the withdrawals are life-threatening. And so because I'm on the, you know, blacklist to not get cooperation and help, I tried calling a methadone clinic and emailing them just to get information about going through the withdrawals because I just did not want to deal with any more of the doctor bullshit. And uh, they never responded back. And so I found a program on the internet, paid the 20 bucks or whatever it was to to do the withdrawals uh, to get off of it. It took me six months to get my body back to normal, and they were attacking me brutally while I was going through the withdrawal. And it's not a kind of a withdrawal where you, you know, miss the drug and the drug made you feel good or anything. Methadone didn't really make you feel anything it just took the edge off the pain but um now reading more about kratom they're saying that people that go through methadone withdrawal use kratom to get off of it and and the pain that i went through was like for every moment of pain that i hid by using uh methadone to hide the pain so i could keep building houses with lyme disease it, it's like all of that pain all came back all at once uh, for for months. I mean, it was unbearable. The average person probably would have begged to die just to get out of the pain. Have you ever tried MSM? I take that for knee and joint pain, and it works beautifully. MSM, which they put with chondroitin and glucosamine, but I don't take that stuff. I just take the MSM by itself. And also you can use Calm's Forte or Calm's Nerve Tonic. It's a calming muscle relaxant and has no side effects and doesn't make you drowsy. (laughs) Garlic is a natural antibiotic, which you use garlic oil, garlic powder for curing all of that with your turmeric. Sometimes it works beautifully. 
and casserole packs Edgar Casey Foundation uses to withdraw infections and cure cancer with them. Casserole packs. You just take casserole and make a gauze tape pack and put it over whatever you got there as a spot. The other night there was a lady on a call and she was using, I don't know if it was the rice machine or another one, and she said she cured her Lyme disease with it, and I thought about you. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of frequencies, and what I've found out about all the Lyme thing is that uh, part of the whole Lyme complex has viruses in it, but the problem is when one virus meets up with another virus, it makes a third virus, and through some pretty proprietary equipment, Jeff Sutherland uh, put a coffee filter outside in Boston and gathered up what was in the chemtrails, and he said he found some of Lyme disease and all the other things that we've been told are in the chemtrails. So now it's using a, rather than having to run thousands of frequencies, which through testing Jeff Sutherland finds thousands of viruses and keeps finding more in Lyme cases, uh, you can use the Bob Beck protocol, which is a magnetic pulse generator, and then a blood cleaner machine for for about 500 for the two items. So I'm finding that as a faster approach than sitting down and having to program all these frequencies into a Rife machine and then figure out what it is that you may have not killed. Do you have have any more input on the sulfur thing, the MSM, because... that's really come up a lot, that, that sulfur is one of those trace minerals that we're not getting enough of in our diet. Iodine is another one in some cases. Iodine really is one. I was told I didn't have enough iodine years ago. I'm like, how can that be? Are you false? What's up with all that? Dr. Marshall's always pushing iodine. What do you eat it in? What foods? Mushrooms, seafood, seafood, seaweed. Okay. Which is strange, because I ate seafood. My family used to sell fish. (laughs) That's really weird. Use what? Well, fish is great food. Sorry, I I was eating. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying my family used to sell fish. So I certainly ate my share of all kinds of fish. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. A lot of salt water. Well, it used to be really healthy. I mean, now, thanks to Fukushima, the West Coast is dying. It's really, I mean, they're ruining our food chain. Yeah, Yeah. mercury. Well, I mean, we're talking radioactive. Radiation, radiation. Could that be what King Kong and and, uh, Godzilla is about? That sounds strange, but... I heard that on the radio that one guy you know, some of different movies and he said he thinks that's what the Japanese and American thing was about, King Kong. King Kong and um it was saying those are like metaphors or whatever for the radioactivity from those plants. Yeah, Neil, I wanna say something real quick. That liposomal glutathione has sulfur in it. Twice so oh, I sent I sent that tamarack to your phone, Karen. Thank you. Okay. 
And I sent it to <laughs> yours too, Neil. But Karen, Karen, you probably can get it faster. Hey, Neil. Yes. You know, I was telling you about um, the artificial skin that they have me implanted with, and um, everyone there, they're causing to weight gain, to, to gain a lot of weight. Um, this, it's a, There's one article, there are a couple articles that are pretty good. One is um, nanoparticles could power electronic skin in the future. It's a synthetic epidermis, and it shows how it can inflate. It makes, it's got a good photo. Um, I, I use this in my lawsuit. They may have taken it down, but it's a July 10, 2013 article. The Israeli of the Israel Institute of Technology. You want me to give you the, and then I'll give you a book. You want me to give you the name of the article? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's just a little. A nanoparticles could power electronic skin in the future. July 10, 2013. It shows the nanoparticles, the metallic electrode, the substrate, and um, a, a photo of the arm and how it in, enlarges the arm. It's quite a good demo, uh, picture, actually. And then um, the ones who who did this to me was UC Berkeley, and there's an article also out of UC Berkeley. And that article is entitled... Engineers make artificial skin out of nano wires. Okay. And the date of that article is September 12, 2010. And hopefully the the the, the photographs that are attached to that both of these articles are are still are still there. What? 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 Somebody saying something? Yeah, you know what? I think I'm probably just going to mute the whole room, and anybody who wants to be in on the conversation, just hit star eight on your phone so I can be more in control. Y'all can't yeah, mute yourself. I can mute. Did you get those, Neil? I got the engineers make skin out of nanowires. What was the first one? Which was uh, engineers? That's that's Berkeley. Um, engineers make artificial skin out of nanowires. September 2010. That's Berkeley. You see Berkeley. The other one is nanoparticles could power electronic skin in the future. And that's a, that's dated July 10, 2013. That one's out of Israel. It shows nanoparticles and but actually what I was looking for is this uh, book that you might also you can just jot it down. It's a book reference that I used in my lawsuit. Biomedical applications of electroactive polymer actuators. That's how they're doing this to us. Implantable artificial diaphragm, facial muscle, neck thickening muscle. Uh, it, it just got all. It's, it's um. That's Bio. the title of the. That's the title of the book. Biomedical applications of electroactive polymer actuators. Chapter twenty-one. That's the one you want. Of electroactive what polymers? Of biomedical applications of electroactive polymer actuators, muscles oh. means, and then it's chapter twenty-one. Actuators. So, yeah, so how they can um, 
you know, make you fatter, thickness mode activation techniques and just all the, but anyway, that should maybe, if you, about that skin that got melted that, uh, I don't know. So that might be a little bit helpful. Yeah, very much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Robots, it looks like people, huh? Yeah. yeah. You can hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Pam. Oh, hi. I'm on your, uh, the site, the craytonfrog.com, and I see, um, you know, Valley Reserve, I don't know, different ones, Green Vein, Borneo, oh, gel caps, I guess, and then, uh, yeah, it it talks about which ones do different things. The the best one for pain is Mangda, which is M A E N G D A. It was just here and now it's gone. What a surprise. Additional information. Let's see. I just had it. I was sitting here waiting and it um What is it called now? M-A-E-N-G-D-A. They keep screwing with me. Let's see. M-A. Oh, God. Pray, Tom. M-A. Well... I had it all lined up at bottom, but I'm having my, there it is, Mangda. And I'm saying how Arkansas is making it illegal, and Florida decided to make it legal. Yep. Okay. So it's um, in powder form, caplets. I'm going caplets. I wonder what Golden Seal would do with some of this stuff. Yeah, that's that's something to consider. It's a very super herb. It's not designed to take all the time, but when nothing else is working, uh, that's bailed me out a few times. I'm wondering, is anybody else doing the um, civil action suit? On here. When Anyone? Pact, is that through Pact or what? It's through Darlene. Oh. Uh, She's doing civil action and get, taking affidavits from everybody to form a civil action suit. And I was wondering if anybody else was doing that. No, no. What? A man on from Arizona last night said he was doing it, and she said she talked with some other people last night. Said she talked with people all day long who had sent her affidavit. I don't know how many she's got. Yeah, I know she talked to a guy, and she told him his wasn't an original. It wouldn't do to send in another one. I know. She wanted an original. They repeated themselves 16 times. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just wondering where it's going to. Does anyone know where it's going to, actually? What is she suing for? She's suing because they falsified the order to do experimentations on citizens without their permission. Is she suing for money and a civil action for that illegal practice? I think she's suing kind of as class action suit for everyone for being targeted individuals. I know that she believes, which I kind of agree with her because we here in Arizona have got a lot of military overhead, Um, you know, that she's on to the drones and stuff because that's what she worked in. She knows how dangerous they are. I did get information. She says she she has the government documents that prove they ordered it to be done without permission of citizens. She's often said that. Yeah. I just wondered who she was going to send this through to because I started to write this and I got so far and then they just made it make it where you can't read, you can't do anything. And then it just scares me because they've already given my dogs, my one dog, lumps and cancer and stuff like that. And they have a a joy time with me. And now they're sitting at my job, so. Hmm. I just wondered where she went, was, what the next, I probably heard it and heard it and it just went by me. <laughs> well, she told me the affidavits where people said they were experimented on without their permission and she's going to put them into the lawsuit and you will be a plaintiff, not just an, not just an affidavit that says this is evidence. You said that you would be listed as a plaintiff. I think I'm right on that. And if so, then whether you get involved in paying for it or what happens or if you have to go and present your evidence at the trial, I don't know. But if there were enough people that could prove and said that they were experimented upon and could prove it, then it would make a much better lawsuit. Whether or not we would get money for it in a civil action, I doubt it. You don't usually get money from the government. And I have yeah. the Department of Defense because normally you can't sue those people, but maybe she has a way. I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think it would succeed. Well, Duncan said something about if you got more people or you did something in the first book, and he said the most that the government will shell out is a hundred thousand. I don't know if that means that's going to stop your targeting, though. No, what you need. Nothing is going to stop them until someone in the government steps up to the plate and does something. Now, I happen to know that the FBI knows what universities are involved, and this is not being stopped. And that ticks me off. Yeah. They know who's doing this. They may not know exactly where it's coming out of because the CIA, the CIA are the, is the hands-on, but they know who these university professors work with. 
Yeah, Arizona's got ASU and all the other ones, U of A. And, but they also have all of Lockheed Martin here. Yeah. and uh, they have, Lockheed I Martin think, is everywhere. Lockheed Martin is the one doing this to us. And SRI International with NASA, formerly the Department of Defense. NASA was built by Werner von Braun, an ardent, vicious Nazi, and all the rest of those paperclip Nazis. That's where this is coming out of, NASA, formerly the DOD. A lot of it yeah, is that's anyone. Yeah, she said, too. Who said that? Somebody else said that and they know it? That's good. No, or Dar- Darlene said that. She goes, think. Now, is the oh. DOD runs everything. Yeah, right down not, to the post. It's, it's, it's NASA. I mean, they're the they're they're the worst. And and then NASA Jet Propulsion Lab. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also people in Washington. Look up 2008. Um, 22 FBI agents raided the OGC, which is the federal government's lawyer, in the Appleton, Wisconsin newspaper. They were comparing him to a fire chief being an arsonist. And the guy that's ahead of this, that's going after the whistleblowers, is in charge of almost 200 agencies. But there's still information on the Internet, um, you know, regarding 22 FBI agents raiding the OGC and trying to nail them for the the way they are attacking with the OGC Office of General Counsel, their lawyers. The lawyers are in on it, part of DOJ's in on it, but there's they're aware that there's a big crime unit in all different areas and I do believe it's just a matter of time that they will have to get caught with their electronics and that they just gotta get a hold of the right computers. Uh, man. I think there are some honest people working those places, so some of them. Oh, yes, there definitely are. Might be, might oh, be only 1%. Oh, yes, there are. And they don't, it's going to be some whistleblowers just like Snowden. But there's, there's some bad mixed in with the good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the bad are running it. This, I, especially I, during I, bell time. This has been a holiday week. Yeah. I had I had thought the good and the bad FBI were were separate um, separate agencies, but they're not. They're one and the same, aren't they? The bad are in with the good. Yes, they are. Anyway, I can answer my own question. I discovered that mm-hmm. recently. Probably like it almost there. Cooperation. Can I just say one thing? Uh, I think. You know, we all know where it's coming from. It's coming from the weapons themselves, just like the guns, just like the field artillery, just like all that's coming from the government. But we should be concentrating on the criminal element that is using it illegally. We already know where it's coming from. We already know who's developing it. But what we don't know is how the criminal factor is how it's, uh, you know, the tree, the tree of the organization goes. That's what we should be concentrating on, you know. Yeah. But it's throwing, it's throwing ideas around about, 
so many ideas around this. This is not a rogue element. This is the government. He made that very clear in his Project Soulcatcher books, that this is not rogue elements. It is the government. That's what they want you to think it is, so it gives them leeway. Oh, okay. It gives them leeway to to operate. You know, if they scare you, oh, we're cops. Oh, where's the government with it? it? You know, you're going to do whatever they say. But they're not. Not. It's not. Because what I see around me, I see a lot of it, is it's all about real estate. Right now, it's all about money. Out in, out in the suburbs, it, it may be more, you know, uh, oh, well, he said something to me, he did something to me. But the real kernels, the real organizations are really operating for money. Think about it. Most of us, most of us on these calls have been run out of our money. We've been run out of our real estate. That's no coincidence. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. And they're getting all whoever it is has a lot of money and they want more. That's it. Shelly's telephone call, not last night, but the previous Saturday night, Curtis Bennett, Bennett yeah. had a tremendous speech. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Talked about all the fires, all the electricity, he knew everything in the entire world about electricity, I think, and the meters and why they're using them and burning down houses and setting fires on purpose and the grids and what it's doing to us around the country, around the world. And he was absolutely fantastic. So if anybody's interested, his name is 
Curtis Bennett. And is he online, Neil, with a company name? Um, you know, the, a couple of years ago, uh, he was on Occupy Harm, and Elvira had gotten the PIN number for us, so we were all showing up in their room as Elvira, and they were laughing, saying, wow, there's like nine or ten Elviras here. But at any rate, we didn't get unmuted because we weren't part of their group to ask a few questions, and he was one of the people that was interviewed. But then somebody listened to one of his uh, calls where he was the featured speaker and reported to me that he said that he created a device as an electrical engineer that you could put in your shoe that stopped all attacks, but that he wasn't willing to give up how to make this unit because he didn't want the TIs to give up the fight. So uh, I was really sorry. I was tired two Saturday nights ago, so I didn't get on Shelly's call, no, and no, I missed no. it. I didn't hear him say that, and I don't think he said that, but he may have, but I don't think so. I listened to him rather carefully because he was absolutely fantastic. And because there's going to be somebody to tear down every person who's good and informative. He was yeah. the most educational speech. And I urge everybody, I call Shelly, and she has a tape of it somewhere if we could get it from her. I'm trying to get a copy from her or and or something that I can make a DVD with it. Then I'm going to give a copy of it to my city council members because so much of it was about codes and electrical system and nobody follows the codes anymore. And that's what's setting houses on fire, too. And that's yeah, where the that's true. I want to get sure. Well, you yeah. know, you, could, you can go to the talk shoe page and put in the 66339 and there'll be a recording there. And, and I do want to listen to that recording. I was really sorry I missed it because, you know, the guy is a smart guy. Uh, I'm not saying he's doing anything oh, yeah. wrong. He I just wanted everything. to know. If I go to the library, I might bid it. But I want just his speech on her telephone call. I don't want all the other stuff about his company and everything. It was oh, just the talk that I want to make a copy of and or some DVDs because DVDs are only about $4 and make lots of copies of them. Hi. I was on his website yesterday. Oh. And um, I, I didn't have a lot of time, but I was looking at the repercussions of cell phones and he had the thermal imaging of a person's head after they'd been on a cell phone for one mm-hmm. hour. And mm-hmm. it, it was very disturbing. And then he had um, a thermal imaging of a person's hands. I think it was said that this person works in a... Um, a cell phone shop where they have they're handling cell phones all the time and like their hands and halfway up their arms the thermal in- imaging was showing all that radiation really yeah and they're showing it's really reached uh, highly unacceptable levels in many uh, cities and towns across the country I saw a thing the other day and it was showing normal levels to be around 20 or 30, and Tallahassee, Florida, was over 1,000. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. And he said we're actually electrocuting ourselves with all these these uh, technologies of convenience. Well, we are. And, you know, let me make a clear point here that Barry Trower said on a call a couple of years ago, he said a cordless phone, not a cell phone, a cordless phone uh, with the radiation that it's putting out, if you were on one end of a three-bedroom house, by going all the way to the other end of the house, he said if you could hear what's hitting you from that phone, it would be like standing next to a 747 getting ready for takeoff. And so I pulled out my inductive amplifier, which has a speaker on it, and the speaker makes noise, and it'll pulse if there's any pulsing in the electrical field. Um, and that thing was screaming. So there's about four cordless phones sitting out in the garage, and I'm not even going to give them to Goodwill. I'm throwing them in the garbage. Don't, I don't have, use them. I have, I have one. I'm gonna, and I was in, I was in a store yesterday that had the uh, old phones with the cords on them, and I, I'm looking at them, and I'm just so confused and 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 stressed out. I didn't buy one, but I have to go back. I have to go back. Give, all, give those telephones to the perpetrators. Yeah, really. <laughs> Well, uh, there's a place called HeartlandAmerica.com um, that sells stuff for really, really good prices, and they had an AT&T phone. It was on sale for like $33, and then they had a $10 off coupon with free shipping, and so it ended up being $22 to buy a, a phone with an answering machine and everything, and then you just put a longer cord on it so that you can walk around a little bit and have some movement. I mean, we all get spoiled on the whole cordless thing, but I'll tell you, I'd trade it all back in for uh, having to stop and put a dime in a phone booth or or get up and change the channel on your TV because we're we're being saturated. And the telecommunications industry is just making too much money for them to shut it down unless we shut them down. It's like that lady that wrote the books and the comic funny books and everything. She's published them all. She lives in Arizona. She's from New York. And she's taken all the electricity out of her house. And the last thing she had to go was the refrigerator. She was living in the garage. She was on here. Our leaders say absolutely nothing about it. I'm sorry, I can't understand you. What? Our leaders do nothing about it. Well, we don't do anything about it either. She's doing something about it. She's making herself healthy, and she's smart. Yeah. I sold my house in San Diego in 1974 to a young Navy doctor, and he took out the refrigerator and put in an antique ice chest. Oh. Well, you can also get propane refrigerators, and... Uh, there's a lady that I can't remember the name of her website, Elizabeth Plored, and I talked with her for about an hour. She was so electrosensitive, and she was getting these little red dots all over her skin. And then she found out that part of what was doing that was the heavy metals in her body. And she went through the same thing. She sold her house in the city, 
moved out to the country, got a propane refrigerator and some solar panels and, you know, lived off the grid because she couldn't handle being around anything in the city. Well, then she did heavy metal detox chelation. And when she did the chelation, the red dots went away and the extreme sensitivity went away. And she said for for the first time in years, she was able to go to a concert where there was, you know, people with cell phones and cell towers and Wi-Fi and all this other stuff around. I mean, there's no question it's hurting us, but getting heavy metals out of your body is important. It is important. That's what Dr. Ray did in Dallas. That's one of the main reasons he started his clinic, his uh, clinic about... 30, 40 years ago, that was all he did to start with was detox people of heavy metals. <laughs> because he had all these men that came home from the Second World War. And he started detoxing all the military men who'd been poisoned. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we're dealing with nickel and some of the pipes that houses were built with when we were growing up. We were dealing with lead and gasoline. They were actually showing brain damage in children that grew up near freeway entrances. So the accumulations in our bodies for those that are over 50 years old, uh, you don't even have to go get tested to find out if you have heavy metals in your body. And and they do have oral chelation now, so you don't have yeah. to go into a hospital and, and have that done. Do you know anything more about that, Alice, the oral? Well, you can find it online. You can find it by calling Dr. Ray, and you can find it everywhere. When when I started all this, gosh, it was 1987, I think, John Fitzwilliams was a Navy flyer, and they became friends, one of the first people I met. Their house had been ruined by the exterminator, and they were poisoned like I was. But John was a flyer, and he'd been gas poisoned by the Navy. He was so bad off, he was on a stretcher wearing a diaper, and they took him to to Dr. Evers in Cottonwood, Alabama, the only one in the clinic then in the country. And when he got so well that he came home and was on top of the world, they put him in a hyperbark oxygen tank for one of his treatments. He said, I could remember something I taught on a bulletin board in the Air Force 20 years ago. And they detoxed him with chelation. And he got well and lived many years after that. But you can do a lot of chelation of your own if you just get the booklet, study it, and start doing what it says. I've never done chelation, but I know it's easy to do. One of the big things that Dr. Ray did was put everybody in a sauna and baked us out three times a day. He says it's in your body fat. You need to get it out of there. And a sauna is sweating it out, and that's the principal way of getting it out. So I have a sauna suit I got at Ballas. You can put it like silver and you put it on, run around in the sun, get real hot, and you sweat, 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 and wash it off quickly. You know, that's just one of the things you do for saunas. Mm-hmm. But you could do your own chelation, and I think a lot of people would feel much, much better. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's going to make us less conductive so we're not we're not as easy of a target. Certainly not going to bring us complete relief. Everybody's being saturated, but I mean everybody. 
let's see. Uh, if you go to heartlandamerica.com, there's a, an AT&T phone with a cord on it for $29.99, and there's a $10 coupon, and it's free shipping. So you could get a, a corded phone for 20 bucks, brand new. And they have all kinds of other stuff on there. I always look there when I'm looking for something because they have good prices and, and the stuff's okay quality. Where is Let it from? People know. It's, called, it's called heartlandamerica.com. Okay. I'm just ordering that uh, herb. Well, there are a lot of things you can do on a cell phone that make you safer. There was a TV report on that a month or two ago. It told which phones were the worst and how far to keep them away from your head. Never touch them if you can. Always make sure you wear have a rubber cover on your telephone so when you touch it, that prevents your hand from getting to it. There were a lot of good things they told of how to help prevent yourself from getting so much radiation. But never touch your head with a telephone. Keep it four inches away at least, they said. You put a plastic, if you put a plastic cover on your telephone, it makes it twice as bad. Really? Yeah, I was at, when I got a new telephone recently, I stole mine in the library. So I went and bought another one. It was a K. C-E-R-O waterproof and I said and he the boy put a plastic cover on it and gave it to me free I said when you put that on there doesn't that make it 16% worse stronger radiation he said yeah wow does somebody have the name of Curtis uh, Bennett's website yes I, I do it's thermoguy.com. Thermoguy? Yep. So, T-H-E-R-M-O-G-U-Y? Yes. Thank you. But I urge everybody to get that speech and give it to your electric company and fight them with it because... He, he told them about how bad the and why they're putting the smart meters on. It's to burn down your house and kill people. Uh, he's supposed to go to your building inspector. And we could really fight the city codes and the electric company with that speech. You yeah, told about the old, the old buildings, and when they just put on new meters and things, they just hook them up to the old wires, so then the old wires set the buildings on fire. Right. Well, so there's, something, there's something about a vibration. It, it, the smart meters create some kind of a vibration which violates the building codes, and uh, they actually... Destroy the building, the vibration. Yeah, that that acoustic problem's been reported, and also uh, a write-up that I caught when I'm 
working on topics for an info pack I'm putting together. Uh, a lady had called the power company, and she said, I know that there's problems with the low-voltage DC circuit that's in those smart meters and is causing fires. And the guy didn't say anything, and then he called her back on his private phone, and he said, you're right. I don't know how you know that, but you are right. And because I work for this company, I you know, couldn't say anything on their phone. Like wow. everybody is so <laughs> apathetic. Everybody is so apathetic, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, uh, it's like it's it's like we've got to start somewhere. We really do. And chemtrails and the smart meters is a good place to start because they're visible. Yeah, I mean it, it's a big fight, but I'll I'd like to let everybody know that Skizit put together a trifold brochure with an overview of the things that are happening to us. Um, it's really good. And all you have to do is get some eight and a half by 14 paper and set your printer up so that it runs that way. And then just go to the citizens, org website and write up uh, towards the top where the 44-page free booklet she did is a copy of that brochure, and you just download it, and you can print these off and spread them around to places where you, you think people are listening because it's, it's showing what's happening with people being harmed and, and what's being done in even more severe cases where people are, are burned, you know, really really badly. And well, what was that? What did you say? A website or something? Yeah. Um, could, anybody who's not involved in the conversation, would you please hit star six yeah. and yeah. mute yourself so I don't have to deal with the background noise? I was just going to ask you a quick question. i seen on your um, newsletter the link to do the trifold, and I read it. That was great, but I didn't see... Where to get the free 44-page booklet? It's on the website, which is citizensaht.org. Okay, I've been there before. Well, that's our website. Okay. Okay. Did anyone ever contact you from um, the Central Texas asking you any questions or anything? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because I gave out the booklet, and that was before it was upgraded. I think it was like 35 or 36 pages, but I gave it to a pretty prominent person. Really? That, yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a few messages on my phone that I haven't responded to. I have a call list all the time that I can't keep up with, but... I don't remember anybody leaving me a message because it does show the call ID when I'm listening to the message. Yeah, uh, and if they give you the area, that. yeah, if they give you the area code five one two, because it's been almost a year ago. But I mean, it is oh. a former judge, and they're hooked up with a huge um, law firm, which is called Bracewell and Giuliani. 
um, but they do specialize in whistleblowers, so I thought they might have contacted somebody, but maybe not. Maybe they're checking it out on their own. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the the thing is where you pass out these brochures or anybody who gets really ambitious and prints up a bunch of the 44-page booklets, it, it's, it's a lot of information that's really hard to swallow, but it's going to educate people that are willing to read the information and see what's there. So you don't go to places where people are vacationing and going out to have a good time or take a break on the weekends because nobody really wants to see the bearer of bad news. So it kind of becomes <laughs> where you think in your community and, and, you know, the right time and place that you're probably going to give it to somebody that's going to read it instead of throwing right. it in the next, next garbage can around the corner. So just consider that. But the more people that we we can educate, the the problem with compartmentalization amongst professionals and specialists is a big problem because they're not seeing the big picture. So when I talk to somebody that I think was a special forces kind of a guy, um, and he said, well, yeah, I have an RFID chip in my shoulder. And I said, well, do you have a high-pitch ring in your left ear? And he looked at me pretty serious, and I said, that means they're monitoring your thoughts and hear what you say, and they're looking out your eyes, seeing what you see. And he got a very concerned look over his, on his face, and, and I just said, this is the problem, is that you may be getting paid to go do particular jobs for the intelligence community, but they're not letting you know that they're watching you to this extreme and that you may be out there harming good people. And you don't really want that kind of bad karma on your resume because when bad things happen to you it's going to be because you didn't do your homework and find out that maybe the people that you're doing things against are uh, are not people that deserve to have that happen to them and he looked pretty serious so the compartmentalization is not telling it's not telling the scientists or the professors in universities or a lot of our military people, what's going on in the other departments. They don't get to see the whole picture, so they don't they don't realize this is a threat to you, too. I mean, you know, the bottom line is the only place there's no chemtrails is where the really, really super rich people live. And so for all these people to get information that tells them what is in the chemtrails, and what they're doing to the whole human race and the element of control involved in the motives behind it, uh, then they're going to become concerned enough to validate the truth about what the chemtrails are here for. Because um, I've always told myself, if the chemtrails don't stop, we're not winning. And they haven't stopped. What's it been? You know, 20 years plus? And, and that's all accumulative. So, again, I'm really going to stress on everything that you can do to get heavy metals out of your body is going to be more benefit uh, than to not do so for, for a lot of reasons. And as I go deeper into the nanotechnology research, which is just off the deep end, uh, 
the level of intelligence and the variety of applications is overwhelming. You couldn't possibly learn it all in a whole lifetime, but just to be able to come up with methods that will disable those systems and purge some of this crap out of our bodies, the the whole smart dust and quantum dots and biosensors thing is, is a serious problem, and it is a threat to the whole human race. We we can't just be complacent or apathetic. We We have to get that spark of life, you know, put on an old song that makes you remember who you really are and come back to life and, you know, hit the print button and print a bunch of these. Go down to the store and buy some eight and a half by 14 paper, print up these brochures and then look for the kind of people that you think will actually read it and let them know you're, you're doing this out of concern for the human race and and kindness to let them know so that they can protect themselves and their children and do something about it. What brochures are you referring to? These are on Citizens A-H-T dot org. A-H-T, St. Peter? No, T. It's Citizens. Oh, okay, A-H-T. Yeah, Citizens Against Harmful Technology is citizens, A-H-T, as in Tom, dot org. And up at the top is the free 44-page booklet, What is a Targeted Individual? And now Skiz has put together this uh, actually, uh, what is it, four four folds? No, it's trifold, a trifold brochure. And you just get some eight and a half by fourteen, not eight and a half by eleven, uh, legal size paper, and tell your printer paper source where it says paper source. You just go to eight and a half by fourteen, and then hit print on both sides, and voila, copy some of them off and spread them around where you think there's people that are brave and inquisitive enough to know the rotten truth that the the human race is under a serious threat. And and again, I'm going to say, you know, last week it just it came to me right before the call about about love being the only real weapon against all this darkness and evil, um but also watching our thoughts and we all know, I mean, especially I know, I know enough bad news to say we are up shit creek without a paddle. And yeah. a lot of people could just sit down and cry and say it's over. I've got a pea shooter and you've got a laser. Well, I'll tell you what, I got 10 pea shooters in my mouth, and it only takes two of those to get into somebody's eye so they can't aim a laser. So, regardless of how against the odds is, and I'm telling you, music that that you played when you felt healthy before all this happened to you will tell your cells. It, it, it makes you remember who you are. It helps to bring you back to life. So if you like music, uh, any music that uplifts you, it helps to bring you back to life and put that real nature of humanity that has passion for things back into you to say, I'm not going to take this sitting down and and stand up and go out there and do what you can do to help let people know. Because, you know, it's, it's like Eleanor White said to me, she said, you're doing all this research, you're working yourself too hard 
And the bottom line is that we have to have professionals with credentials that can give demonstrations of the things that are hurting us to get the validation that's going to make a big enough scene to do it. And so I wrote her back and I said, you know, that that may be true um, because she said they're not going to listen to you because you don't have a Ph.D. behind your name. And I said that may be true, but somebody, as much of us as would, needs needed to do as much of an overview of the variety of systems and how they work to be able to go and talk to these professionals and say, look, here's what's going on, here's the information that we have on these topics, and this is a threat to the human race. You have nothing to lose if you stand up at the podium with Ph.D. behind your name and say, this has been brought to my attention. Our grandchildren don't have a future. Our DNA has been altered. The human race is being slowly cooked, and the whole human race is being mind-controlled to be complacent and unsociable and apathetic and, and reach a place where it spreads like wildfire, it gets validated. Uh, if you look at the numbers on YouTube of people that are watching uh, programs like the BP Earthwatch channel that's reporting about CERN and HARP and, and a lot of other stuff and has technical equipment to verify what he's saying is happening, uh, we're going to get this to those people that when they get up on the podium knowing they have nothing to lose, it's going to spread like wildfire. So by looking at the numbers, if BP Earthwatch gets 422,000 hits on one 10 or 15-minute video in five days, then a lot of people are listening. And if, yes, we, can get, if we can get 10 or 20% of the population of the world paying attention and doing whatever they can do, to help spread the truth, then we're going to make that significant difference. And we're, we're at a crossroads. It's time for anybody who's holding back, anybody who's being subliminally told, oh, don't bother to go print the brochures. People will just throw them in the garbage. You're being told that in your sleep at night, just like you're being told not to do a heavy metal detox or take vitamins or eat good food, better food, you know, the best food you can get and afford. Um, You've got to fight it and take care of your temple because you're, if your body doesn't feel good, which ours don't, then your mind isn't as clear and you're not as ambitious. Fight mm-hmm. for that passion. It's your right to have it. Neil. And, and, Important. Excuse me. Go ahead. You, yeah. You ever heard? You guys ever heard of David and Goliath? Yeah. Excuse me. I'm kind of crunching on some crackers here. <laughs> Go okay. For it. Now, picture this. About how many persons are on the phone? Just a rough guess in the in the chat room. Uh, I'd say we're around sixty people. Okay. Picture yeah. thirty. Okay. Picture teams. Are one each person facing another, thirty on one side, thirty on the other, maybe within two arms' reach of the person they're facing. Y'all with you? You with me? 
Yeah. I hope I hear Noah's in the background. Now, picture each person, all 60 people approximately, having on the T-shirt that shows just the rib cage of a body. With me? Mm-hmm. Just a T-shirt showing the rib cage of a human body and the backbone. Now, picture putting on some goggles that in some way can connect with your phone, your cell phone, and you look directly at that person in front of you, and you can see all their, you can see all their um, organs and their blood flowing through their veins. You can. That's probably hard to just picture, but imagine. It, it's on YouTube. It's already an invention like that. And it's been showing, showing the school kids. I just sent you an email. It's, you guys, it's on YouTube under mind, you know, like your mind, your head, mind, M-I-N-D. Hmm, excuse me, I just got through eating. I, minds, with an S at the end, I'm sorry, minds, I, design. Minds I Design on YouTube is number six. And it shows that Ashley was somebody, kids there, teenagers, one has this T-shirt on. You see just the white T-shirt in the front of it has uh, the lungs, you know, just the, the, the ribs, empty rib, white rib cage, along with the um, the trachea and just the back part of the backbone. And then they put they use a cell phone some kind of way. I didn't look at the whole video a while ago, but they they use cell phone some kind of way and put on these glasses, these certain kind of binocular type things, and they can look right into that person who has a t-shirt on's body, right? And see their organs. Really? I'm saying well, that because that could be very interesting. Who needs what's a on t- the, What's uh, on the t- What's on the T-shirt that's making it significant? I don't know. I guess that's the secret. The people who invented it, I bet you MIT knows. <laughs> Probably Berkeley and everybody, Yale and everybody else. <laughs> the guys have a little accent. I think they're maybe British. Go see. It's a short video. And then it has another part on there about, uh, it, it talks about two of their inventions. One is about the... Uh, I didn't even finish looking at it. I guess I fell asleep when I first well, saw it. What does that have to do with David and Goliath? <laughs> Sometimes things that are small, I guess I don't, I don't piece well. <laughs> Sometimes things that seem impossible can be used to your advantage because David was very small in stature compared to Goliath. David probably couldn't even hold Goliath's sword, uh, his spear, because he was so small. But yet with that slingshot, I'm talking about from the Bible, biblical point, that slingshot, the Heavenly Father gave him enough strength, that is David, to 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 go and throw that thing and land it right in Goliath's center of his head and knock him out dead. So I'm just saying that sometimes maybe the, the, the initials behind the name is excellent to have. That is certainly a great credential to have, no doubt. And there are some people on this call, or in the whole the whole system of TIs that are that are um, 
you know, they have medical degrees, other types of degrees with initials behind their name, PhDs. So the point is I'm saying is that you can start little, seemingly like with that that thing I talked about, and David. David was small uh, compared to this giant that we are facing. We like David in a sense, the word, T.I., compared to a Goliath, someone who has a lot of power, money, and huge backing. They're like probably ten times our size and heights, financial and everything. But you never know how the outcome can be if you don't try. So that's the point I'm saying. David came to strength of the Lord. It's in the name of Jehovah. Yeah. I mean, but I'm and, not going to religion. I just use try to use it as a I don't know how you say, um metaphor or something. Right. Figuratively. Uh-huh. But look at that. If you guys I tried to email you, I think it's it's um you say electric rose twenty two at yahoo dot com. That's right. You probably have it. If it went through, it would have came through with my name, my real name. Elaine is my real name, but it's not, it won't say Elaine. But okay. um, you should have it. You probably got it, um, I'm assuming, probably 30 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't been in my email for a few hours. So. Okay, I know you get a lot of um, texts oh, and emails yeah. and phone calls. But I'm just saying it's worth looking into. All, the whole a whole uh, T.I. family here should go look at that YouTube video. I would encourage you because I was like, what? Man, it made that real hair on my hair stick up on my head. And <laughs> I really don't have to relax, so I'm not going to make laugh. I'm like, what? They got a technology where you can just put on a T-shirt and it's something that you must have in that T-shirt. Some type of, I don't know. Well, of course, that's probably their technique. That's probably how they whatever they came up with, whatever chemicals or dye or whatever combination of stuff. You put those glasses on, and finally he say, use your cell phone. And somebody sure must don't want to hear, use the cell phone. And I was thinking, could this be all these people possibly are using some technology like this to aim at us to get why they want to upload our, our information? Because one day I heard a, a lady saying something in the background about Bush. He sure said she had no ketones or something. He said I had. She said I had no ketones or something like that. I don't know. I was hearing the person that's the lab collector, the one who collects my urine and other specimens. So that's letting me know they can see through my body some kind of way before I even can get from the parking lot to my house. Well, yeah. I mean, I was sitting in a dentist chair a year or so ago, and he goes, your blood pressure is rising quite a bit. And I went, Mm. I wasn't hooked up to anything. So it was doing it through the air. Uh, So they had that equipment to be able to do it. And people do need to realize that the police have, have this kind of technology to see many things and you know, it's great for them to be able to do their job as long as they're doing good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that could be very probably helpful, you know, for the right things. But the persons who have it in the wrong hand, I really wish you guys could see it. I guess they got tired of me telling people how to look up stuff. So now usually I can't bring up um, the web or anything while I'm on the phone. I have to hang up to see it. Go pull it up and bring it up. 
but it's on there. It's uh, under mind. It's all about technologies, things that that you to help us to see we are already in the future, so to speak. You know, all those technologies. Oh, we'll see this when we get 2030. Uh, we see this when we get to 2020, which is not far from now. But we used to think all those things back in the 80s. Uh, all those things, a lot of that stuff already exists. So just the main avenue, you know, the general society does not know about them. But don't even think about it. Because they're and they're so busy trying to earn a living, and then they off work. They got to try to get a little beer or drink and recreation, and and then back to the grind again, washing clothes and cooking and getting lunches together. And they don't have time or want to make time to hear about stuff. It's so gruesome. So, and I think a lot of people already know. I I talked to a lady yesterday, and I'm not gonna go into any details. I just told her about the Simpsons. In Prince, and she told me she already was aware of that, and even told me some other stuff I didn't even know. <laughs> so a lot of people do know. They get they getting it subliminally. I think they're hearing it and just saying to themselves, "They can't be happening," but they follow it somewhere in the back of their mind, and they get kind of scared. Like I think the ones that get scared, even my own family, I think they probably be thinking, "Could this really be?" They don't ever say it, but. Most times they're just young. <gasps> My mom always young. <laughs> Sorry, like, whoa, you said about too much stuff and it put me to sleep. So, but in time, now you'll start thinking. But please, I would encourage you guys, please go see that YouTube about Minds Eye Design. Excuse me, there's that person with a T-shirt on, a white T-shirt, and the white T-shirt just has a picture of the, the lungs, you know, the framework of the lungs, like you're looking at an x-ray, but on a, a picture on a white T-shirt. And I don't know what's in it, but they use a cell phone, they use some kind of little glasses they put on, and they can all of a sudden look at that person who has that T-shirt on and see all their body organs. I mean, it was like mind-blowing when I saw that. I would encourage y'all to go look at it. It's called Mind's Eye design. It's all about high-tech stuff. Okay. I, 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 text is a, a, a mute now. <laughs> okay. I'd like to mention to people that you can go down to the hardware store and Get some aluminum screen at Home Depot or Lowe's or Ace Hardware or anywhere and get enough to cover over your smart meter. And, I mean, you could just use tape or you could use a a hose clamp that's big enough to wrap around the whole thing to hold it on there. And uh, because of the size of the holes in the screen, it does reduce the amount of microwave that's coming out of it when it pulses, which is significant. Oh. And for those that want to go further, you can use cable TV wire or, or any wire for that matter and run it down, put it, pound a little three or four foot pipe into the ground and hook the wire up to a clamp around the the ground rod that you put in and ground it 
to help it to bleed off what it's putting out. There's some YouTube videos that are showing with just a, a screen basket that you know looks a little more professional, but get the the same end result that it drops the amount of microwave radiation quite a bit. So it's it's worth doing, and it also dropped it from the inside of the house. So if you went to the the wall on the inside that's outside where the smart meter is, the the reading was much better. It's worth doing that. And I actually covered my meter with solid aluminum metal flashing. And I, I don't see anybody coming out to read the meter, so they're they're still able to get their pulses. But the before and after with some detection equipment showed that it, it dropped the, the microwave radiation enough to be worth doing. So, anybody got anything on their mind tonight that hasn't gotten a chance to speak? Anybody have any questions? Oh, excuse me, Neil, before you go on. I just want to say in time, I wanted to tell you all about the paint thing I had read about last night that's supposed to have blocked a lot of RF, but I'll hold on. Yeah, um... You know, because they're using a variety of technologies and frequency ranges, I haven't heard any really good reports about the, the Y-Shield paint with carbon in it. And, you know, I mean, because it's coming from all directions, you can't just paint your walls or build an enclosure with stuff over the top of you. You have to block it from the floor, too. And microwave would be like, you know, putting off a smoke bomb in your house, if you if the smoke gets in somewhere, it's the microwave would get in wherever the smoke gets in. So you it has to be. Is airtight. it the paint? I'm sorry. Is it the paint that costs about fifty eight dollars? No, the, about fifty eight. Well, Y Shield was about four hundred dollars for five what? gallons. Yeah, I don't it's, know how it's many. really expensive. Was it black? Because this is supposed to be black, but you can yeah. say you can you can paint two coats if you like, and then after it dries, you can paint your wall any color you want it to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not worth doing. I'm just saying that they still get around things, and you know, if you if you don't have Reflectix or Mylar or something over your windows, then it's still going to be getting in through those. And people yeah, who are I heard what you said. I'm sorry. I wonder if only one if your person did it on only one part of a wall or door, just to see how it would work. I just looked it up last night on E E M R um, shielding. You know, like protecting yourself, shielding solutions. But I didn't go in, and I was looking up how you can rent rent a tri field meter too. I saw that you can rent one. Uh, I don't know if it was for their company, but it's on there. Rentals for like $50, and uh, some rentals are like 70 uh the whole week. But the one company out of California that rents, so that they calibrate, they make sure they check theirs before they send them out to each customer. 
But yeah, they're like it, 70 it, a week, so it's kind of high. It, it is. I mean, if you're not getting a specific frequency range like you would get from a spectrum analyzer, uh, all, you can buy microwave and electromagnetic detectors for under 100 bucks, and, and just have one. And I don't yeah, really rip, I used to have a tri meter meter. Excuse me, back I bought mine back in 2013. My tri tri field meter, and it had um mine was three hundred dollars. But then I found out later that the company started renting them. So, but it um is it's another survey on there. Um, I think it was Bing. I believe I looked under their search engine, and it was saying that you need to really find out what type of meter a person really needs for their particular need. So I saw some tri-fields for like 100 and something. Yeah, it depends on the antennas in them. If they're, if they're multi-directional, then they have what's called the XYZ axis, so they're, they're looking in three different directions for signal. And some of them have a capability of making it be you can pick one of the three directions if you're trying to get the direction that the source is coming from. But yeah, you, and, and uh, okay, that's, no, the price oh, sorry. that's just okay, the price difference. Oh, because Arlene uh, talked about one. I heard her mention one before about um, some kind that makes some kind of ringing bell sound, and she didn't say the CO three hundred eight because I think I have one of those in China. In fact, they didn't even in the U.S. I know it was. Nobody but in the U.S. had intercepted that thing because I supposed to have got the, um, the Almighty from China, and they didn't send that when they sent the 308 because the Almighty supposed to have a laser that shows you which direction it's coming from, the frequency, as well as the, like the 308 and has this kind of thing that can vibrate or it can make a bell-like sound. But... That's, I waited and waited, and they told me they had shipped it to me, and I got the other things. I waited till I got my income tax. That was a few years back, but I said, okay. So they're saying in China they send it, but the U.S. is telling me no, they, nobody's received it. So finally I got it, but it was not the right model. I wanted the one with the laser, but they didn't send that. So I don't know. But okay, I'm through talking. That's you little. I'm supposed to be moved by now. That's another story too. Oh, Father. But hopefully, because they had told me they they refused the place. Told me the new place that they uh, rejected my application because I had a broken lease, and I couldn't just blur out. Well, it was because I was being targeted, and I didn't know what was going on. Boo! So I I ran out of there. Actually, I did kind of say that, but but I didn't go into it the right the same. Day, I just told them they had stole the meter I had. It cost me three hundred dollars, and then when I came back two weeks later, they had maintenance staff. It had to be them. Threw it up into the uh, hallway closet. I had reported it stolen, and so I never paid the money, and I owe like two thousand something dollars on that apartment. So the people just told me no, and I'm like, this is a place I'm moving to. This like almost like. No offense to welfare, because I've been on welfare myself. But it's like a kind of not so shabby. I mean, it's not, it, the gates don't work, nothing. But they got a new owner, so they're trying to take over this complex. It's huge. It's almost a 1,000 appointments. But anyway, 
they had said no. And ironically, the place is out of San Antonio. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so I kept going back and kept going. And the poor staff would look at me like, here she comes again. I'm like, well, have anybody here had a broken lease before or had to have a second chance? Please consider I have been paying. I paid on it, you know, somewhat. I paid. And then I told them, too, that I had two other rentals since then. Never was late and never missed a payment on those rentals. So she she said the lady eventually said that they, they accept me. But after she said it's approved, now I got to wait for another committee to look at it and approve it because they had to dot every T, how they say, cross every T, dot every I, because they're a government something funded property or something like that. And I said, I don't get food stamps, I don't get housing. I live on less than sixteen hundred a month, but she's. But meanwhile, I'm stuck here. I'm supposed to be moved out yesterday, but I asked could I stay a day over the new manager because she said, "Well, yeah, you can stay." I'm like, "I have no money. I'm move." So, so now I'm gonna have to ask her, "Can I stay longer?" So I don't know. I'm just praying, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Then I got to try to get somebody to help me move. I can rent a truck, but I have no credit card. But Okay, enough of that. I'm sure all of us has gone through some of that, even you, Neil, when you was telling us about your move from California to Florida, about your house and situation. They really do. I mean, they just mess up our stuff. Just, ugh, I never had broken lease in my life, and I've been renting for, since before I had gray hair. <laughs> Stop with me coloring right now. <laughs> Neil, may I ask a question? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, my, my friend. Yeah, Neil. Yeah. Um, I finally have a means to um, record something. Um, can you give me the information about the vitamin C, the powder again? I'm awful sorry to be redundant, but it, it's all right it. for for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, well, Nick Baggage reported in his book um, "Controlling the Human Mind" that working yourself up to 15,000 milligrams of vitamin C will help to take the free radicals out of your body. Uh, so you can buy, the brand is called Nutribiotic. N-U-T-R-A or N-E-U? N-U-T-R-I. Mm-hmm. And then B-I-O-T-I-C. Mm-hmm. And it, it's called the Electro C. And they have small containers and they have 2.2 pound jars uh, or, you know, plastic containers that are about $30, $35. So mm-hmm. h- how it works is you would start out um, when you're using a powder, a, a level teaspoon is about 4 grams. And so if you were to take that teaspoon and break it up into quarters and take a 1,000 milligrams every couple hours throughout the day, you want to spread it out. Uh, if you get diarrhea, then just back off on the dosage total that you do for a day. Let your body get used to assimilating it because it'll take more uh, over time. And then work yourself up towards... 8 to 10,000 milligrams, and if you want to keep going and take, you know, up to 15,000 milligrams uh, and you're not getting
getting diarrhea, then your body's using it. And Dr. Cathcart uh, worked with a lot of cancer patients and wrote up a whole thing on a website about giving cancer patients 50,000 milligrams a day, 25,000 through IV and 25,000 orally every day. I have so, a question uh, for you. If you cannot take it due to lifestyle and what's going on, if you can't do this every few hours, you know, you can't get to this source and you can't do this kind of thing, can you do it like three times a day maybe, like a teaspoon three times a day? Well, I mean, you could. I like every eight hours around the clock. I, I mean, I don't, like when people say take medication three times a day, they usually only take it three times while they're awake, but they should be taking it based upon a 24-hour cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you took, let's say, a teaspoon three times a day every eight hours. Yeah, either that or just, you know, buy a pill form that's easy enough to take because the powder, you put it in water and drink it. I mean, Have you, you seen you, the size of some of that vitamin C pills? They look like footballs. They're so huge. I know, I know. <clears throat> you think the vitamin industry would get it that, you know, some of these pills like the magnesium, are they're giant. A person could choke on them. You know, mm-hmm. and some people have a hard time swallowing, so, yeah. Um, just pick something that works for you that you can take throughout the day as much as possible. If you can spread it out to three doses, that's certainly better than, you know, slamming yourself. Once, yeah. But Yeah, but you're not going to start out taking uh, twelve to 15,000 milligrams a day just by taking 5,000 milligrams or... You know, four or five thousand, which is about a teaspoon of that powder. Um, you may you may get diarrhea just from doing that the first couple of days, and then just back off your dosage a little bit. Let your body get used to assimilating and and using it, and then you won't get the the diarrhea side effect. I do about four thousand with the uh, huge monster um, tablets. You know, the footballs now. But it's just too difficult to take. I choke on it. It's just way too hard. Yeah. You know, uh, if, capsules slip down more. You know what I mean? But those that are um, pill type on the outside, they really have a lot of trouble getting down my throat, and they're so big. And I usually can take anything. I, I drink tons of water trying to take this stuff. Because, you know, I we all take different types of supplement regimen, so it's it's a lot of pills we're taking every day. The capsules are yeah. much easier, as you know. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I do appreciate this information. I'll have to check on it. Well, it's worth doing. I think it has to be because it's got to be something to give us a little bit better longevity and quality of life because I can see it in the offing that what's going on is um, overwhelming and the body can only endure so much for so long when like you've endured as long as you have and I have and you know after a couple of decades of this or two or three I mean it's getting out of control but um, I won't say much more but I I do appreciate this information and I do learn from your calls and appreciate anything you can share with us 
to help us uh, have a better, um, what should I say, understanding of so much of this because you do a lot more reading than I can because I'm not able to get anywhere on my computer. When I go to do something, everything is all whacked out. So uh, <laughs> I can only learn from people like you. <clears throat> yeah, it's, well, it's a variety of us. A lot of people send information and then I check it out and report it to people to to help out. We we all learn a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the only way. Um, I still think we should have a T-shirt campaign and have a real snappy, sharp logo and have it available in many colors. And um, I would wear, I'd have, a, I'd have a wardrobe of these and I wouldn't mind wearing it on my back and with a little logo on my left-hand lapel side like they do the the uh, Jimmy Buffett and Sloppy Joes and all those kind of uh, shirts where they have a nice little logo in the front and a, a big beautiful logo on the back and uh, something about targeted individuals I think if you had the right words on there yeah, you, like could, attract, the thing. You, got you could attract people to look and read more on the internet there'd have to be something um, really easy to read at a distance, right. and um, I don't know. Yes. I think with this type of campaign, maybe you could make a couple dollars profit, maybe a dollar profit on each shirt, which could go into the fund for further research. But I did this with uh, pins in our our group. Wherever we go in the world, we wear these pins and we're recognized our ethnicity, and um, uh, it, we sold them very cheap. And even people who weren't um, the same nationality as I am wear them. And in airports and bus terminals and train stations and along our travels, we meet people um, this way with these special pins. Well, I think we could do this in the same way with T-shirts, and I've thought about this for a long time. Our pins are very successful, and I think T-shirts could even be more so because there's many more targets involved in the world than as many we only sold, I don't know, maybe six, seven hundred of these pens, but they're circulating all over the world. So I think with T-shirts, it could be in the thousands, and I think they could have some type of impact. People might get sick of looking at them, and then just out of trying to close it out on their uh, mind and schedule, they would read the Internet and learn more and help the plight of the rest of us. So I don't know. It's something to consider. It's just a little well, thing. Well, it is. Like, you know, I mean, it's really been on our list, and we went out looking for a cost-effective way to get some T-shirts made and put some Esquizot's artwork on there and maybe a radiation symbol with with a short, catchy phrase and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the name of the website just to get people mm-hmm. to go there and that are interested mm-hmm. enough to look. And, mm-hmm. and you could even sell them off the website. Uh, that's the easiest way people can get there. I mean, most people, not me, but everybody else. Um, but there could be a means of sales. And like I say, it's not to make a profit. It's to it's to get the world to open up their eyes and stop walking around with blinders on. And that's what's happening. There are certain people that you can talk from now to doomsday, and you're a, a mental case, and you're crazy, and you're schizophrenic and everything else. They will never ever open up their mind, but I think there's a lot of people that are beginning to get a few little nudges from the news and from different things that... Now, I just... I was half listening to the news tonight. I'm in the western New York area, 
there's something to do with billboards that they can collect data, a certain type of billboard that's being erected. I wish I would have paid more attention, but there was too much commotion going on in the room. But there's some kind of a billboard. There's none in western New York, but they're in larger cities. And when cars drive by, they can collect data. And they said, don't worry about it. The personal data is not going to be used, even though it will be collected, only it will be used as group data. Well, you can't believe anything you hear, as we all know. So I'd like to know more about these billboards, because there are a lot of billboards all over this country. And I think somebody should do a little research and find out. I can't do it, but somebody should do a little research and find out what's up with these billboards that they're putting up now. Who's doing it and why and what are they collecting? Wouldn't you like yeah. to know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there is. There's more of that leaking out to the mainstream. So when we tell them what's going on with us, it's not so outlandish anymore. Mm-hmm. 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 That's true. That's true. But anyway, it, it, I think there's a lot more going on that uh, people don't realize, even us, that's going on right around us. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, we're just beginning to hit the top of the iceberg right now. And even though it seems overwhelming, we'll never understand the whole of this, what's happening to us and happening to many millions throughout the world. I think it's only the tip of the iceberg. It's so involved. It is. I mean, the one interview I listened to, and it was an intelligent interview, he said, they're not 40 or 50 years ahead of what you know about. It's more like four or 500 years and mm-hmm. so things like walking through walls and teletransportating and time mm-hmm. travel that I thought about 40 years ago uh, and mentioned on a few shielding calls back when John did his Friday night shielding call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were like, I don't think so. And then I would go on the Internet and do some research, and I found a ton of information showing all those things. So. You know, when I was 10 years old, true. I used to read a lot of science fiction. I don't know why I was attracted to science fiction. God only knows. But anyway, I used to read books above my level. But I remember reading about all kinds of ray guns, they used to call them, ray guns, if you remember. And now that ray gun has turned into what we know as today lasers, as far as I can see. But that yeah. was already written about you know, 60 years ago. That's right. Years I mean, ago. Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan was very much into Star Wars, it turns out, and the whole thing that they called the, the Star Wars weapon system, uh, he knew that they were building those things. Uh, you know, certainly somebody with as much money as he had and in a circle of knowledgeable people, they could have reversed Alzheimer's on him if they wanted to. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they induced it on him on purpose to shut him up and get rid of him because of what he knew. Because Whenever you know, I hear something like this with some of these great people, especially wealthy people, I can't understand how they can't have some of these things reversed. With all the money they have, they have to be able to know people who can reverse some of these things. If we can read about it on the Internet, you people that read, you watch YouTube uh, videos and study the research on the Internet, and you can see how these things in other countries, especially in Europe and Scandinavia, they don't exist. I know a country where there is no such thing as ovarian cancer today. It's cured. There's, nobody dies of ovarian cancer. 
So what's going on with this country? You know, what's and well, I mean, this is a tiny it. country. Yeah, I, I walked into uh, Planned Parenthood and I said, you know, you're you're talking about the papilloma virus and it's causing uh, cervical cancer, but you're not doing anything about how to get rid of human papillomavirus, which is the causal agent. I said, here's information that that shows you how to use a Rife machine and kill that particular virus with frequencies. So, and, and she just said, well, you know, we're not given orders by CDC or anybody higher up to be able to do that. And I said, yeah, it's like the the cures for cancers that don't come out and then when alternative medicine people come forward and and bring answers, what is there, 11 doctors in in Florida or something within the last year have ended up dead that are naturopath mm-hmm. people that had answers for curing cancers. Mm-hmm. So when when I hear you know there's a a fundraising drive for uh, more research on breast cancer, that money's not going into that. There's already answers to get rid of all these cancers, multiple answers. And Locally, we have a very, very it. large health food chain, and there's a fellow there that often cures people's cancer through nutritional supplements. He can do it very easily, even pancreatic, even lung. Now, why is he able to do this? And he's nobody. I mean, he's just like you and I. And he's, of course, he has a wealth of knowledge, and a lot of it's through Canada, I understand. But in the same token, he's able to do this. I mean, and he doesn't charge people or anything. He just, you know, sets them up a regime. He says, you know, do this. And especially when they're terminal, they're fourth stage, he sometimes can reverse this whole crazy thing, depending on the type. But if he's, he's just you and I, how can he can do this? And these huge, big research institutes, like that Roswell Park here, where chemotherapy was invented, of all crazy things. And, I mean, it's 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 like a meat market, the way they treat people. It's not a good place to go for cancer treatment because a lot of they do a lot of research and a lot of people are di- die because of it. So, um, yeah. Well, they trashed their immune systems, and the bottom line is Royal Raymond Rice came up with a cure for cancer in 1938, and then the AMA sabotaged the machines that he was sending to doctors all over the world. Because mm-hmm. 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 it's a multi-billion-dollar business, uh, th- this is all getting more and more exposed, and. You know, I figure it was the medical mafia that burned my house down because I was exposing their designer diseases that they were making in labs that evaded the immune system on forums on the Internet and phone calls with people, and I was getting ready to do a healing center. And they knew that because I was getting the devices and looking for investors and doing everything that I could do to to make that happen. And the bottom line is, over the last 20, 25 years, uh, the AMA has lost 50% of the business that they used to get because people have started doing their homework and saying, oh, wait, no, there's a better way. And this is safer, and it doesn't hurt you or your immune system. Half of those people going through chemo and radiation, they don't make it because they they trash their defense system in the process. 
And that's I mean, the first thing that comes down. Yeah, it is. And that's something you need the most. Get rid of the things that are causing that problem in your body. And, and that's why supplementation helps so much, too, is to give your body the building blocks to rebuild what got damaged and reverse the process. I really believe in that glutathione also. I really think everybody in this country should be taking that, every child, every adult, every person in this country, and all yeah, over the world. It, it's miraculous. I, I've used ImmunoPro RX, non-denatured whey protein, off and on for 20 years. If I had more money, I'd probably take it every day. But going through the whole Lyme disease thing, and somebody turned me on to that, and I went to wellwisdom.com and read the article that they had explaining why it was so good for us. And so I you know, started taking it and noticed that I felt better and I had more stamina. And, you know, people don't build houses with Lyme disease, let me tell you. Even though I was hiding the pain with pain pills, which was a total drag, um, because of the mood swings, and, and pain pills actually ruin your endorphin system while you're taking them. So your natural pain defense stops working, and you end up in more pain. Uh, but the difference that I've noticed through the last 20 years plus of when I take the, the glutathione, I, I do feel better. I I will take it every day for the rest of my life because, and I have many people taking it, especially those with autoimmune diseases. I really think it's so important. It it is. I mean, Karen was take glutathione. Five hundred milligrams is a good one. There's a lot of two fifty, but five hundred. If you're going to do it, it's a little bit more expensive. It costs 50 cents a day, and I feel, maybe it's psychological, but I feel better. Yeah, it's not psychological. And, you know, I mean, I have to read through a lot of science that after a while you get kind of cynical and you say, well, you know, I could sit here and make up a whole bunch of stuff about something and make it sound impressive and well-studied, and it's really all not true. Uh, pseudoscience, and so you have to weed through all this stuff because, uh, you know, getting sick in 1990 and then taking five years to find out that I had Lyme disease and mycoplasmas that were altered, um, I had to go through a lot of trial and error, and I have to tell you, one of the products that stuck with me through all these years um, is glutathione. And the particular product is Immuno, Immuno Pro RX, and it comes in a, a powder, and it's a process that's uh, only one company makes it, and it's about $30 for a quart-sized jar of this powder. It, it lasts long enough to be cost-effective, and whenever I do remember to take it, I, I always do feel better. The proof's in the pudding. You know, you try out so many things and end up with a half a bottle of this and a half a bottle of that, and uh, you just stop taking it because you didn't notice a difference. And some of it is pseudoscience that's around it. I remember a health food store owner that said half the stuff on the shelves is like a bunch of worthless rocks that, that don't do people good. When you do, do deeper research, then you find things that actually are helping people. 
And look at the probiotics, but in the uh, cooler, the ones that have to be um, preserved in the cooler. If you look at the strains, there is such a variety and so many available today. I'm shocked. You know, I thought maybe I would see one or two. Oh, gosh, no. There's yeah. a ton of them. Well, and, you know, I mean, it turns out people would just think, well, I took antibiotics, so I killed all the good bacteria, so now I'm going to go buy some yogurt with two or three good bacteria in it. And the deeper research shows that there should be at least six to eight good bacteria in the kind of intestinal flora that you buy. I think I mentioned to you I've never taken an antibiotic. Yeah, you're you're a rare case. I know, but I was raised in a different environment. I was raised with folk medicine that was passed down thousands of years, and that's what we live by, and that's what gets us through everything. And you don't need chemicals. You really don't. Your body is the best healer you have, and you're your own best doctor. Don't ever forget that. That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, if you consider what the AMA did to make it so that the good old doctor that used to come out for, you know, somebody being sick to the farm, and if all you had was some potatoes and deer meat, he took that as payment. Um, Those were gracious people, but nowadays doctors, they find themselves trapped in a political monopoly that says... If you don't do this this way and keep your mouth shut about that, we'll take your license away. And then all the years of schooling that you went through to have a practice and, you know, have a good retirement and put your kids through college is down the drain. So it's it's put some doctors in a rock and a hard place. And and I think that's really a, a morality issue to whether a, a doctor is willing or not to just say, I can't do this. I got into this field to help people, and I see that what this is doing is hurting them. And unfortunately, they are brainwashed. I read that part of the training, they keep them up for like 48 hours, and they just pound them with information. And this is a brainwashing process. And one of the things is, you know, kind of a condescending attitude to say, you came to me for help. If you were to mention something that you wanted my input on that might be good for you, I would just say, you know, I'm Dr. God. You listen to what I tell you. And any intelligent person would say, "Uh, wait a minute, this is my body. And I read about that. I mean, uh you know, people read stuff and then they find out and they want to talk with their doctor and feel like their doctor is open-minded at least enough to help them. But a a good case of, uh, a good example of that is um, having Lyme disease and going into the doctor that was giving me pain medication or pain pills and and I said, you know, I'm I'm tired of having to do these. They don't make me feel drowsy or drugged or anything, but uh, you get mood swings, and I don't like it. And there's things it's doing to your body and your liver over a period of time that aren't good. And he said, well, you could take this stuff here. That's for fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, called Lyrica. Ooh. So Listen to the ad couple, on that one. <laughs> he, yeah, he gives me a, a couple of samples, and he gives me the paper, 
Well, I read the paper, and the fine print is small. I mean, you, you almost needed a magnifying glass to see it. And the side effects of that drug were brain tumors. And I came mm-hmm. back to him for my next visit, and I said, you know, I'll tell you what you can do with this stuff. Here's your samples back. I said, this stuff causes brain tumors. And I said, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, I gave you my blood test for mycoplasma. And because you're told to call it fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, doesn't make it any less true that what I have in me is a designer disease that was made to to evade the immune system and strip the sheets off my nerves. I said, the last thing I need is brain tumors. I'm already in enough pain. Yep. And compromise. Yeah, go for it. Uh, what I found in my uh, endeavors is that it, it's moreover what I found is that the researchers, not doctors, the researchers that actually do the research to give the doctors, to give to the manufacturers, they know the dangers, like specifically with EMR, electromotor force, from RF signals and stuff like that. They know these dangers, and I've spoken to them, and they said, well, this is the parameter. This is a safe parameter. And I said, well, the parameters I'm living under, and not, not just incidental, this is directed, is... Um, uh, over two million times what you know has to be safe. Now, what OSHA and the other entities seem to be safe is entirely ridiculously high compared to what I received from the research. And I said, well, can you give an opinion on my case? Can you... No, I can't do that. I'm only a researcher. I'm not a doctor. But full and where, this researcher is very interested in the things that I'm finding. And uh, they're well aware of the dangers. Their mouths are tied. They can't say anything else. You know, they'll lose their accreditation. They won't get grants. It's really, it's all tied in. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's you know, I mean, it's pretty sad because what I see us drowning in is a bureaucracy that was made to be inefficient and trap people that could do something good about it, and and it really is a judgment call on their own morality to say, you know, I, I may compromise my profession or whatever, but I, I can't do this. These things we're dealing with nowadays are a threat to the whole human race. I mean, they actually gave the the guy who developed CERN the Nobel Prize, and he could end up being responsible for the extinction of the human race. What's wrong with that picture? We're we're playing we're we're playing Russian roulette with technology that we shouldn't be playing with. I mean, they they collapse.
collapsed the magnetosphere last week for two hours. Go to BP Earthwatch on YouTube if you're interested in that. And they have several CERNs, too. I, I was thinking one CERN, but the CERN in Switzerland, I think, is the larger, largest of them. Yeah, I think there's like 12 to 15 of them or something all over the planet. It's not good. They shouldn't be doing that. And what they're after is just power and control. And demons just want to destroy the humans because they know their time is short. And these fools who are working and they working for them think they go, oh, we're gonna hide them in the ground and then when everything hit the roof, we're gonna fly on up to Mars. And we're gonna tell y'all down here, goodbye. Well, they realize what goes up will come down. Well, it's true. I mean, if you go to divinecosmos.com, it's uh, David Wilcock, who wrote a book after about 20 years of research called Source Field Investigations. And he talks about a lot of things, and, and he's basically saying that they realize that they're going down, and they want to take us with it, and take us with them. And so they're the megalomaniac mentality is, if I can't have it all, nobody will. Mm-hmm. That was well, very I hope portrayed. some of these people have a change of heart. They, some of them still, still human. Well, they are still human, respectively. Yeah. I hope some will change for the better. That's all they need is some of the good ones to turn on the bed. <laughs> be like old, uh, Mr. Snowden. It's, it's going to be more like him, I think, going to come out and talk about matters. Well, there is. I mean, just a week or two ago, there was a an ex-DARPA guy that was getting some readings coming from cell phone towers, and he started pointing out that some of the frequency ranges that were coming out of those towers shouldn't be coming out of them, and, and wow. that they're harming the human race. So... There is. There's more whistleblowers. We're we're really, really at a crossroads this year. If if this country manages to stay together for the rest of this month, it will be a miracle. That there are some things happening, the whole stock market thing, and other countries that would like to take down the United States, and the things that they can do. Uh, some of the people in the financial circles are saying by May 28th, the American dollar will completely collapse. So uh, I am giving a warning to everybody. You know, I'm not, I'm not an extremist about survival or anything like that, but I'm not stupid either. Uh, getting materials, things that if there was no electricity and we're all sitting in our comforts now, so it's, it's really hard to to fathom what would it be like when your refrigerator doesn't work and there's no water. What would it be like to have to go to a creek and, and be grateful to bathe every three or four days? And what would it be like if you bought a case of soap at the dollar store? You would be so grateful. People would be going, man, I'll trade you a case of Snickers bars for two of those bars of soap. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that, think about that these eight, things. The big old 58 screen TV. I threw my case worker one time to help feel. I say, time will be coming. I'm sure they keep going at this rate. 
where a person would be willing to give that TV away just for a loaf of bread. Well, I mean, I've felt this for a long time, the urgency, and I do some things to to help get ready for it. You know, if you're in a position to buy a solar panel and and a deep cycle battery just to have a little bit of electrical power and an inverter that'll turn, uh, you know, car battery power into house power. Uh, places like Heartland America and Harbor Freight dot com both sell a lot of a variety of of kinds of things and there's a lot of things on Amazon you know those MRE ready to eat meals they they got five gallon buckets of stuff that you know lasts so many years and if it really came down to it you'd be grabbing that five gallon bucket out of the closet and being grateful that you had something to eat because if the American dollar collapses, um, things are, are going to be in a bad place. And there are other countries that premeditatedly would like to take down the United States yeah. because it's a superpower. Holy Father, I tell you, so much going on. And no offense to those who have large TVs. I mean, it's an honor if you can watch a big screen. You don't have to go to a movie. <laughs> but what Neil's saying has some good value. You really do. And then, by the way, I, I read, I heard on YouTube, rather, that those big old D, D-light batteries, those big square uh, uh, rectangle um, tape-shaped batteries, that you can actually pull off that top, that big front top lid, and there will be a lot of little tiny double A batteries in there. I don't know how oh, true really? it is. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never Go done ahead. that before. I've never you... done that. I'm just telling you what's on YouTube. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. How would you um, How would you feel uh, about, okay, there is a collapse, uh, anarchy, uh, whatever causes that. I'm not going to get into specifics. But uh, would you be one to own a generator and a nice little ham radio with an antenna that uh, you could telescope up when you wanted to? I already do. I I already do. Answer my question. And even further than that, uh, looking into what's called HHO, for anybody who's interested in these kind of things, um, it's how to make hydrogen, how to separate the hydrogen atoms from water. And you could run a small generator or a little motor on a bicycle. If you were the only one on the block with a bicycle that could run on water, uh, you can look on eBay and look up HHO, and there's a lot of systems for way reasonable prices that are already put together for you. And you'd be small enough to let anybody know that. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd probably get shot if you rode your bicycle down the the road to, you know, maybe go find an orange tree or something so you could get something to eat because you'd be the only one that did. And And this is a real problem with being in cities is that a lot of people aren't going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And they they want that chaos. This is definitely premeditated with motives. I see it every day. 
Yeah, those who lost one another, and the one who survived to be put in, on the trains and taken to funeral camps. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I couldn't imagine even being like suburbia, like up the river, you know, in the mountains. I mean, like, that would be hell. You'd always have to have guns at the ready. You'd always have to have defenses up. You'd have twenty-four-seven surveillance. But in the city. Yeah. Well, it's it's true. I live in a big city. Yeah, you do. There's no way out. I mean, you know, you know, uh, I I don't even want to get into specifics, but you know, that one big city is all, you know, it's has. I can't say it. Uh, you know, it's ice. It could be isolated very easily. Fortunately, that's the thing. I mean, if there's anything that people can do to not be in a sitting duck situation, the realization that in cities there's a lot of people, and if all of a sudden there's no gasoline, there's no electricity, and there's no stores to go to, and money isn't worth anything. Um, the chaos that that will cause. And, of course, we'll do whatever we can do to take care of ourselves and to survive. Katrina was just a little bit of that. I think that helped show what life could be like here. Well, it did. And, and there was um, people that were trying to get out of there, and FEMA was shooting at them. What? Yeah. yeah. They, they found the military. Go ahead. Do you think that Jade Helm had anything to do with dealing with that chaos if it ever happened? Yeah, I have no question in my mind about it. The whole thing is being set up, and and they're getting ready. And this guy that I think was uh, some kind of a special ops guy that, that we met on the beach and talked with for a good hour... Um, he said a few things, and one of them he said is, my wife and children are in Bolivia or Bulgaria, and they have an Mm -hmm. underground pantry, and he said, it's important that you get the best food that you can. And the other thing that he said was, they're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. So they are getting ready. Uh, I'm sorry to, to be alarming, but... You know, I'd rather see people go out and buy flashlight batteries and candles and and consider even, you know, being able to run a small generator off of a hydrogen conversion that would require distilled water. Rechargeable. Yeah, it's going to be hard because you got people on medications not being able to get their medicines. I saw a series I heard one like that on the radio, and that's probably why people be talking about that um War Z and the people acting like zombies and people playing games. I'm like, can't y'all see? Y'all playing adult games? Yeah, that might sound fun, but there's something deep to this here. Deep, 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 deep. People running around looking like zombies, and one person was uh, on the news. They say Ada was eating off another person's face. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they're they're taking over, and and then when they check their blood, they find there's no drugs or alcohol. And this is a, another part of the mm-hmm. nanotechnology that concerns me enough to say if we can get 
heavy metals out of our body and it gives us a chance to disable that technology, that's the experiment that I'm in the midst of. And, I mean, doing anything that's chelation, the any, any antioxidants you're taking, any things like chlorella and cilantro, taking those every day yeah. or juicing them and drinking the juice, anything you can do to get more heavy metals out of your body. Um, all I can tell you is doing the ion detox, the stuff that I'm seeing coming out of me is black. And I mean, I it's so, something so is wrong because I used to can wear I used to can wear a costume that fake the fake jewelry a lot, and I asked mostly what I have. <laughs> but um, now I notice when I wear the necklaces, my neck itches; it tends to itch afterward, and I can see little sparks, like little not sparks, but uh, like glitter. But it's the really it's the, the metal from the cheap stuff. It's the metal from the cheap stuff, and it didn't used to do that. I used to go wear fake earrings and all that stuff forever. I mean, outsourcing. Outsourcing. Yes, I think it is um, too much acidity here. I have a question about your uh, detox. Uh, um, What what would it take to analyze that um, what's coming out? Well, it would take lab tests. I mean, you know, because it's... uh, it's actually causing oxidation to the metal plates. You do get brown water because it's causing rust to happen at the same time. <laughs> but it would be a matter of taking some of the material to a lab and and finding what kind of heavy metals and then testing body fluids for heavy metals. But there are a few YouTube videos out there where, where people did do both things to cross-reference and prove what was purging out of their body through the process was also found in their body. And Have then, you, uh, you know, taken any phonological instruments and put them to use? Have mm-hmm. I what? <laughs> Your fine optical instruments, have you put them to use? You might just... Yeah, yeah, I'm actually in the process. I've taken some of the material out of the foot bath after doing it for a half hour, and I've put it under a slide two different slides, and I've sealed the edges, and one of them I've put colloidal silver in, because silver can be used to enhance what you're trying to see, and uh, I'm learning how to use the fluorescence microscope, and I also have an ultraviolet light that I bought and adapted to my other microscope uh, to watch and see, because some of the nanotechnology will be fluorescent. Okay, I have Well, I am seeing some kind of a fluorescent lime greenish color under the microscope, and I have been for a long time. The light that you project through the slide or onto the slide, how how is that light generated? Well, when I started out, the... You know, they're they're 50-year-old German microscopes, which were the best optics in the world from Light's Wetzlar Corporation, and I fell in love with those. Uh, But their light source was like a tail light bulb for a car, and it got very hot, and it was killing samples, and I didn't want the heat to kill them. So I bought a a fiber optic light ring and adapted it to my microscope. 
And the other, the fluorescence microscope, which is a, a way better microscope of the same company, is a research microscope, and it uses a, a hot light bulb source, but it runs it through a channel and then bounces it off of a mirror so you don't have that's, a problem with heat. That's what I was going to uh, suggest. Yeah, you take um, a, beam, a, beam, a very strong light beam and bounce it off a mirror. Now, in addition to that, what you could try doing is phasing the light before it gets to the mirror. And and if you have a, a holder, you, you can uh, rotate a prism mm-hmm. and get different shading, uh, shading of different colors. Mm-hmm. That's always interesting, too. Well, it is. I mean, the the... The university medical doctor grade microscope I have that's not as good as the research microscope. Um, I have some color filters that go into the condensers on it, but the fluorescence microscope has a wheel with color filters in it. And then you look on this chart, and it actually shows you what's called the refractive index. Uh, for which filters, and you can buy different filters, but they're they're not cheap. Uh, and of course, you know, state of the art, they they do all this in a you know probably six thousand dollar unit, where you could dial in the particular color that makes particular pathogens or or substances show up under it. <laughs> but at one point, I was buying parts uh, to build um, what I call a multi-spectral analyzer that would be a light source that I could put color filters in. And so I I did buy a couple of uh, dichroic mirrors, which has one color on one side and then one color on another. It kind of works like a one-way mirror, and it's an electroplating process they use to do that. Could Um, you use a spectral, um, an optical spectrometer, and actually put a probe into the light so you can measure the light. So yeah, I, I, I don't reading. have a spectrometer. I, I'm interested in spectroscopy, but I don't have that stuff. Because, you know, you really want to narrow it down. That's a good way of doing it. I, I do. I mean, it's just, you know, it makes it so hard when they scatter us in so many directions. I you know, went out and spent a hundred bucks on a really good fluorescence microscopy book, and I was all excited about it. And I actually found uh, living organisms in a Morgellons patient sample, and ended up uh, we passed that information off to a couple of doctors at a a clinic that were interested in what that was about. And they were blown away. I said, "This is don't diagnose this as delusional parasitosis. Watch this little video, and it'll show you these things are wiggling and moving, and they're making enzymes that are dissolving the person's skin, and that's why they have sores on their skin. They're not, you know, it's not a figment of their imagination, and they're scratching themselves till they bleed and have open sores. This is a pathogen. And it may only be part of what's called Morgellons syndrome, but uh, nonetheless, this is definitely a parasite that's doing this. 
John's so very excited to go in that direction, but then, you know, I met all of you and got majorly diverted to the TI so community. If, if if you could get the exact um, wavelength by using some kind of spectrometer and you identified those organisms, then you could basically pick them out. If, you know, the ones that are supposed to be there and the ones that aren't. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and I mean, as far as uh, the chemistry of nanotechnology, the more I learn, I realize that it's all chemistry-based. Um, even though there's biological aspects that are interfacing with the nanotechnology, and there are pathogens involved in that too, uh, and self-replicating, everything self-replicating, so it, it's damaging so many cells in people. Um, so, you know, there's multiple aspects to it, but it, then it's wishing that you had a, a degree in microbiology and a de- degree in chemistry and in electrical engineering. That would, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That whole yeah, yeah. If I could go back to, to when I was 20 years old, knowing what I know now, I would have that under my belt because I would have known later on, you're going to be so glad you did this. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, my stepfather had said, uh, you know, you might want to consider getting to the, into the electronics field because it's really up and coming. And this was in, uh, you know, early, mid-60s as I was growing up. And, and I just said, I'm not interested in that. You know, if you, you turn on a stereo, music comes out, that's cool. You turn on a light switch, the light comes out, that's, that's all I need to know. And now I'm kicking myself for, for not having, you know, the basic theory and applications of, of what an electronics engineer knows. Well, ever since high school, I was <clears throat> geared towards uh, an occupation, a career in medicine. And then at the tender age of 23, couldn't afford it anymore. And, you know, I worked. Pretty interesting to have that knowledge that worked there, and now see all this crap. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we we didn't have any way of knowing, and we didn't know. Many people, many people have looked back over time now that they know the things we know, and and feel like somebody was around for most of our lives sabotaging everything we did. Well, I think so. More, more than once I was going to I was going to price a plane flight to go down and talk to you for a while. Still might do it. Hmm. I think uh, we can learn a lot from one another. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I'm I'm also I'm I'm concerned about some of the nanotechnology being uh light based using fiber optic technology. And I talked with Skizit about this a little bit and she said, Yeah, some of that is involved. I'm not well, sure if they would use laser to induce it or what the interface is, but it's a concern. Sunlight. Sunlight. I mean, what's the most viable, what's the most easily attainable 
What is around you 24-7? Sunlight. That's true. I mean, people have pieces of glass-looking material coming out the pores of their skin, so who's to say you don't have fiber-optic-based surface, uh, you know, things that are hooked up, and I never thought about that, that the sun would be a source. Sure. And not only that, but you see the new computer uh, models, they have it completely clear. What up, solar panels? No. And, yeah, and they have clear solar panels. So, like you had stated early in the conversation, yeah, it's not 30 or 40 years ahead of us. A little bit more than that. Yeah, they, they've hit all this to get the upper edge on us to reach this place. I mean, as hard as it is for us to swallow, their agenda is to get rid of 90% of the population. And, you know, I mean, the main thing that we have on our side that I can't overemphasize is where we put our thoughts. And it's a real challenge to hear all this, you know, doomsday kind of information and the potentials with technologies we know about to do really awful things to a whole lot of people really fast. Um, But we do have to address that. And at the same time, we have to put our thoughts towards saying, I don't choose that to happen. Now, you know, they're reporting that a weasel ate the wiring off the main transformer of CERN that's like, what, 300 yards underground, so 900 feet. I don't think gophers or weasels or rats or anything are going to be digging 900 feet deep to look for food. So the kind of weasel that they're talking about, somebody may have teletransported themselves there and caused the damage that to that thing to, to shut them down. And what I'm saying here is that by our thoughts as many of us as will realize what you think about, you're a co-creator. This is how we really are all tied together. This is why so many times when Derek would be in the middle of a sentence and be at a loss for a particular word or words, I would just automatically fill in the sentence. And then I use that as an example to say, See, you know, he's in California and I'm in Florida, but there was no need for us to be hooked up by anything. I could finish his sentence for him. And and I've done that with people all my life, so it's just second nature to me. (laughs) But the point is, it's kind of a proof that we really are all connected on some level. And so the more people that there are, are out there saying, no, we don't choose this. These maniacs are going to have this backfire on them, and their whole system is going to fall. I mean, I think it's you know pretty much <laughs> written. You could say you could say prophecy is a warning. Prophecy does not mean this is going to have to happen to fulfill some higher purposes for some master creator. We're all given a a mind and a free will and a heart and a conscience, 
and and have the ability to rationalize and we do not choose to harm or kill the human race. So if BP Earthwatch can get 422,000 hits on the concern over the things like CERN that he's talking about in five days, then that means we have millions of people out there. And if you spent five minutes a day just saying, no, I don't choose that, something is going to sabotage their machines. Something's going to shut their stuff off. And if we're, you know, if it has to shut off the electricity and and cause some chaos and all that, and we're sitting around trying to heat up a can of beans by lighting some twigs with $20 bills because the money isn't worth anything, then that's going to be a time period that we're going to have to get through. But but this isn't some predetermined thing to say prophecy says all these things are happening and you don't do anything about it. It's too big for you anyway. Prophecies are warnings to say there's a high probability of this ending up going down like this. So exercise your power. That's my point. And your, and your power is through thought. Because I think all the people that would like to see CERN shut down and the guy who got the Nobel Prize thrown in prison for the rest of his life for being enough of a maniac to to be glorified over building a machine that, that could kill the whole human race. That's where he belongs, in prison. And, and all these people that have done bad things throughout history, uh, it's coming to the light really, really a lot. It is a very serious threat to to the the United States being taken down. So don't take what I'm saying lightly. If you got extra money, buy candles and flashlight batteries and cases of food that aren't too terrible for you to eat, things that'll last um, without refrigeration, and learn things about what you can do to help yourself. We may have to sit through a time with a system that's that's got to fall before it can rebuild. It's looking that way, Neil. There can always be survivors, Joe. Yeah, I believe that. I, I mean, believe sure. the scriptures. The scriptures say the meek shall inherit the earth. And one, that means there have to be people on the earth. Two, right. that means that they got to inherit that loving father ain't going to give his children no junk. He's going to leave them with something good. But they might have to go through some rough storms before they get it. That's right. We've already been through quite a bit, but we're still here, aren't we? I believe yeah, they want the one-world government. Is this just another way to say it came out this year? Excuse me. The opening of the uh, New Year's Eve. That, uh, singing the song of John Lennon. No religion, no, all these things that divide, so to speak. The world living in peace. So yeah. They might yeah. seem that they're going to they're gonna get some, some of the, I believe it's in the scriptures, they're going to get to their point some kind of way. And then the Queen Elizabeth, she came out and made a statement saying that the, the darkness shall, no, she said the light, the light. She said the light shall out shine the darkness 
and it was on YouTube as if she's apologizing almost really? for there being maybe the last Christmas. The last Christmas may have been last year. Yes. Was she trying to say something? Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty shocking. I mean, you know, to, to to find yourself up in a position that decisions that you make could affect the whole human race, or or being a part of all that, and and realizing that some of the people that are involved in all this, that maybe you're going to prosper from it, but perhaps some of these people will get a conscience and say, I don't think I want it on on my conscience that. I was partially responsible for this many people suffering and dying. That That's not worth it. And they may come to realize that they'll be held responsible for their actions. Well, I mean, that sounds really strange when somebody tell you they see the light will outshine the darkness. And they said they had to cut her, um, the British filmers over there, cut, cut um, what she was saying. I guess it kind of... It's kind of strange, but then you hear it on YouTube. You hear it's a lot of videos on there that talk really? about what she was saying. But one guy said he analyzed it. He said he sounds like she's apologizing for something. She mentions that that might be the last Christmas, and then she goes on and says something, something else, and then says, but the light is going to outshine the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So that saying that she knows something. People should Wake up and go see them. But it's a lot of people. You you know, they wait they sit they fasten news on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, but all these different medias, you know. And they even uh had YouTubes talking about they might even shut the uh all this down. This um internet stuff. Well yeah. That's so much coming thing. out, you know, too much coming out. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's another thing to think about is if the power shuts off any information that you have on the Internet that you would want to have, if we ended up in that type of a disaster, make sure you print copies of those things because, uh, you know, unless you've got a generator or uh, an inverter and a solar panel to make 120 volts electricity, to plug that computer in and get those files out and print them off, uh, it, it'll all be lost. It, we we can't even imagine. I mean, I'm sitting here out in my garage. It's a peaceful, quiet night, Sunday night. Everybody's in, and you know, probably most of them are asleep. It's quiet. There's porch lights on, a few here and there. What if there were no porch lights, and what if people were running out of food in a month and and you heard children crying and gunshots going off and people stealing bicycles and all the the craziness that could happen. Uh, I am giving a warning and I I don't do this casually and I'm certainly not into scaring anybody, but I am giving a warning. If you have some extra money. I believe something. I even saw something on the, I'm kind of scared to say it. But I would kind of just kind of say cautiously, a lot of people in the south, southern states may have to go higher up, especially people near the Gulf Coast, Florida, Louisiana, Georgia. It's all right there on the YouTube. You know, you look at certain things. 
And I'm kind of wondering if there's, you know, they talk about, um, um, what's that, that? I'm trying to say that the star, not the star. Um, Liberu. And then some one person had put on there, they showed a picture where even the Marine, the U.S. Marine, was beginning to show a commercial. They said you kind of have to, it's not hard to understand, but you kind of have to look at it and see it's this big red sun in the background. And it's just, oh, I mean, it's just something that you know this is not quite right. When you no, read the comments, no, but I know that some of the things you go and read. In fact, one one thing I was reading, not that particular one, but one YouTube video I was reading, and it I like to read the comment section because sometimes they refer you to other sites or something else you might want to look at. And right before my eyes, that thing had disappeared and said no comments found. <laughs> and I had just got through reading some of them, so it's like. You know, some stuff is being changed up or taken away. And it's like I had saved a video about manganese, not manganese, the, the vitamin or whatever, the mineral. And somebody went on the, on the thing in my uh, YouTube watch for later and deleted it. It makes me wonder, is that something we need? Go ahead, you guys. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not going to talk, 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 talk. I just talk, talk, talk. Yeah, that's what somebody else talking about. See, but you were saying something, Neil, about quoting somebody saying maybe by the end of this month something can happen drastically. Yeah, they were talking about the dollar collapse by May 28th and some other event that it didn't specify by May 24th. And to Mm -hmm. me, you know, I just feel like let's get this over with. All of us have been suffering for years, some longer than others. It's been a couple decades for me. Um, I'm ready to shit or get off the pot, to put it bluntly. Let's do it, you know. If the system has to go down first, then let it happen because it ain't working. There you, you go. And people seeing, I even read on, saw on YouTube. I'm YouTube. I tell you, I be YouTubing myself. <laughs> like the way everybody go to Facebook, I go to YouTube. They show where some people even were burning. They even showed themselves literally setting a fire their voter registration. Because they say this is rigged. I don't know. But I saw a YouTube video on on the Simpsons. The Simpsons be showing a lot of stuff in advance. And it showed it showed where um what's the man name? It showed Homer going into um oh I can't think of his name. Trump Donald Trump's hair. Say if only I can touch it. He goes into jump it some kind of way it kinda of goes like into a more of a well, it is a cartoon, but it goes more into like he's almost in a dreaming visionary type way and he's actually floating and he gets into Donald <laughs> Donald Trump's hair. Really? <laughs> he goes to all these different little games like some Donkey Kong or something. I don't know, I don't know he, but that's what I'm just saying. And then it shows in there in the background, it looks like it's a blurred blurred sign because it's like he goes under the water or something. And it's like a blurred sign saying twenty sixteen 
and he's running and show Donald Trump running for president. But also, but at the end of the video, it shows where Hillary Clinton, Lisa, that is, Lisa, and she's talking, dressed just like Hillary Clinton. And she said she had to become president instead of Donald Trump. <laughs> Y'all better go watch some of this stuff. <laughs> but somebody said that guy, one of the writers for The Simpsons, is um, part of the Illuminati. So maybe he'd be leaking out some little signs here and there. Yeah, but there's yeah, a I lot mean, of stuff on there. They even show where Prince was going to be murdered. All kind of stuff. I'm serious. All on the, the cartoons. Yeah, they <laughs> are. They're they're on the cutting edge. Uh, another thing I'd have to say to just get this information out there to people is that if there was an EMP, and apparently there could be an EMP if they're saying from what I read and watched that they're superimposing harp onto Yellowstone. If that volcano goes off, they're saying it could have effects on two-thirds of the United States. It's giant what it could do. Apparently, there's an effect that would cause an electromagnetic pulse that could shut our power systems down. And there's also talk of a scenario with... uh, the whole Jade Helm, FEMA, and some other countries coming in, and that Russia is willing to make the first move by hitting us with an EMP and shutting our power off. (laughs) Well, there's talk about the volcanoes could cause those same effects, along with earthquakes and everything else. The problem is that Um, I don't have all the technical details, but the fuel rods in the nuclear reactors in these power plants, uh, I think it's the power that's required to cool them once the fuel rods are spent. They have to have electricity to keep them from melting down. Well, if they didn't have electricity, which they wouldn't if there was an EMP, then there would be meltdowns and there would be radiation. Uh, So what I'm telling you is to go on Amazon and look up potassium iodide. It's not expensive at all, but you'd want to get some because if you had to deal with a dangerous amount of radioactivity, the potassium iodide will uh, stop your thyroid from failing. It's not something that you take long-term, but it would get you through. And they're they're saying at this point the supply of potassium iodide would not be enough that, you know, the CDC or anybody would be out there passing it out on the streets for everybody. A lot of people would just be without and die. So if, if this little talk about preparing for a possible disaster... Uh, is causing some of you to think about things, uh, that would be one item that you would want to have. There, there's all Thank kinds you. of the prepper videos. I thought you would say that because I remember I was working at the, at the well, I was working for the government. <laughs> um, well, maybe all I'd gone and specify. I worked at the post office. And um, I remember when they talked about the Oklahoma bomb, bombing with um, 
that man, Timothy McBain, and the other guy. Right. And I remember that brought that was brought up because they said if anything were to ever happen with the radioactive light, that we should sign, be willing if we want to, to sign this paper saying that we will take something to protect our thyroid. And for some reason, when you said that, I couldn't remember, but that that just made me think about. So I said maybe you're going to say that thyroid. Well, it's cheap and it works, and there isn't enough for everybody in the country right now. If everybody in the country okay. bought some, they they would run out. They it wouldn't be enough. So Pota- what is it called? Potassium. Potassium, potassium iodide, like iodide. Iodide, iodide. Okay, you can't get that at the drugstore. I'm not sure if they would carry it or not, but it's on Amazon or, you know, probably a lot of I places on the Internet. I never ordered from any of those things. only thing I've ever ordered from is China, and I had that little um, pay-as-you-gold, that little credit money card, you put some money on it. Maybe I can do that. I think you're right, Neil. Something is going to go. It's, I've been feeling this strange feeling. I don't know. It's very deep. It's like something going to make people gasp. It's like, you know, like they can't believe this is America. This is the world is going for like this. This is deep, 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 deep feeling, I feel like. And I noticed that last year, too, around this time, a little bit, maybe around June or July, they started painting all the little elect- the big square electrical boxes on the ground. You know the boxes that are like, well, I'm just guessing, maybe six foot tall, those square or rect- rectangular shaped light type boxes that you see by the lights when you get ready to cross the street. And they painting, they paint them all different. They mostly, they they've always been just metal, you know. But now by the school, they painted it like a little raccoon sticking his poking his little head out of a wood. I guess a tree trunk or something. Then further down they have one, and it's painted like with beautiful uh, tulips or something. And they have another one on another block that's painted like with a face of a wolf. And they all like they're distinguishing them. They're making that area look pretty, but I've never seen anything like that in my life. Where they go and paint the boxes. I don't know what you call those. They elect something dealing with electricity. Those boxes, the square metal, the metal boxes. You see them sometimes at the street corners. I don't know what you call them, but they, have y'all noticed anything like that in y'all area? Where they start using artwork on uh, electric-like equipment, the, the shade, the shed, or the covering of the electric electric equipment? No. I noticed well, a lot of it by my house. Really? No, I know they're disguising some of the cell towers, making them look like trees. And some of them are not yeah. even related to cell phones at all. Oh, yeah, I saw that, I think, going to Alabama or through Alabama or Georgia or somewhere. And I'm like, wow, that's a tall pine. That must be a sequoia, I was thinking. I'm like, that can't be. And as I got closer, I said, oh, that's a uh, that's a strange. Why they do a cell phone tower like that? And I just forgot all about it. But then when you said it, it made me think about it. It was right on the highway, right on um, 
Well, I don't know what interstate we was on. I know we went from I-10 to, I don't know, <laughs> about three different ones till we got to Georgia. But things I not, never had seen before. I wish I could, I don't know what they call those metal boxes. I know we all have to have them wherever you live, too. Um, and one time I passed by a school and it had the, the light on, the city, you know, the regular city light. And they started shooting down like little streaks of light. That's all I got to say, like big light, like the size of, um, kind of like a, you, know, you see how a popsicle has the two sticks and you can break it in half if you wanted to share one with a friend or something. It had like lights just shooting straight down like that, just straight down to the pavement. And I'm like, what in the world? Have y'all ever seen that? Well, there's no, some there's a, uh, this, is, this is EMF Linda. Can you hear me? Yeah, mm-hmm. hi, Linda. Hi, hi, oh. Neil. you got a really good program, as always, and everybody's got a lot of uh, intelligent comments. Uh, uh, I just wanted to weigh in on the um, the uh, rectangular kind of uh, things that she was describing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where I live, uh, they put in those same kind of things. Here they're painted kind of a light greenish, and they are, like you described, on one side of the street at the, uh, uh, when they put in what we, what they call, you know, they're putting the word smart in front of everything, I guess, in order to intimidate us, smart meters and so forth. And that's what those kind of uh, about five foot, boxes are I don't know if the same that you were talking about, but they're on the on one side of the crosswalks, you know, the as M- part of our yes. mm-hmm. smart uh crosswalk smart street program uh that that happens here in my town in California about about mm, three, maybe four years ago, just about at the same time when they were deploying all the smart meters, which was about five years ago. Uh, but if you look, if you look at those, um, anyway, the ones that we have in our town, there's a window in them, a little window that's about, oh, maybe about a foot uh, uh, horizontal, uh, and it's just about, uh, you know, it's at the top of it, and, uh-huh. and in fact, it says smart meter. Really? So it's about, I'm going to have to slow down and really, really look at this thing. Something like that. Say what? It has something to do do with the smart meters. They are smart meters. They are absolutely, they are meters that control. Oh, they are the meters. They are the meters. The part of the smart streets uh, uh, project that they put in throughout our town, uh, 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 the crosswalks now have these lights that are embedded in the asphalt, in the pavement. And so mm-hmm. you push, push a button on the like utility pole, which is yeah, a light. It's got a light up at the top of it. You push a button, mm-hmm. right, so that that uh, enables you to walk. And then uh, the lights that are embedded in the, the street, you know, they go on uh, alerting the uh, driver, mm-hmm. the motorist. Correct. Yeah, some of them count as well in my area. Some of them, since 
I'm in a um, well. Houston is the largest uh, city in you know in Texas, and we are predominantly Hispanic. So we have a lot of different nations here that speak various languages. So long story short, we have some that just have the hand, the big hand will come out, you know, showing you like stop, you know, like a police officer going, well, it's not an officer going a whistle, but I'm just using an example how he put his hand out sometimes. But it has a hand, and then there are others that actually have the actual walk, the words walk, uh, depending on what area you're in. But, uh-huh. But I was got. I noticed I was got painted right around Jade him. And you know about the, well, you know ours on that same subject. Sometimes we have a, a figure, uh, a figure that is like walking, which uh, indicates, you know, that now it's supposed time to, to walk. Oh yeah, yeah. Right yeah. away. And yeah. Now it's time to walk. But I also like to comment on the the lights. Uh, there's a uh, uh, other project. You know, another. Uh, they're foisting more more radiation and and more surveillance on us in the form of street lights, and uh, there are several cities mm-hmm. throughout the United States that have already accepted these street lights and have them in place. And if you listen to Crystal with Humanity Warrior, she will uh, she sometimes mentions that that they are installing them, you know, at this time, uh, 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 tens of thousands of them in L.A. Now uh, this. This subject came up in the town where I live, uh, 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 putting the utility company in their generosity and in their concern for us uh, and our our pocketbooks uh, 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 offered to, uh, in in our case, by the way, that's PG&E, which stands for Power, Greed, and Extortion, uh, they offered to give us uh, streetlights throughout the town uh, for free, and uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but you need to remember. Free mean the hand back free something. <laughs> go ahead, I'm playing. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm asking. I'm serious. But go ahead, I'm listening. Need to remember all this stuff, just like cell phones and smart meters and everything. It has a dual purpose. There's the ostensible thing that they they say, oh, this is good for you. You know, you're really going to like this, and this is the reason why you're you're getting it. Uh, but then there's the other thing, the the invasion of privacy, the uh, the, the the effect on our health, uh, the uh, surveillance, the ability to collect data on us all, all the time. So so almost every kind of a technology that comes out, uh, you know, there's uh, dual purposes. There's the one that they sh- they say, you know, but it it oftentimes is uh, like with these lights. And the smart meters uh, uh, is that they say, oh, they're cost-effective. They're cost-effective. They'll save you money. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we're doing them to you. Uh, uh, but the, the, the thing is uh, uh, that, that, as always, they fail to factor in the health care cost into their equation. You know, these, this stuff is all lethal. Health care. Oh, the radiation and stuff. Right. So anyway, you know, Dabu Seven. Oh, I was gonna say Dabu Seven. Uh, what is it, Dabu? Yep, that's right. Dabu Seven. What we're saying? Sounds like she got cut off. I think she's probably still there. I hope. 
But anyway, just to finish up what I was saying. In our case, our uh, we you know we've got a bunch of activists here. You know, everybody's do-gooders and they're trying to save the planet, and they're all getting electric cars, even though they. Well, anyway, they're they're, they're trying to uh, save the planet in whatever way they can. And so, there, don't you know, there was a, a group of people who, who did uh, figure out about, uh, they did some research about these lights. And so when it came up on the agenda uh, uh, of the uh, city council, and myself included, I, I uh, had a hand in, in uh, 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 it all. Uh, anyway, the city council unanimously rejected uh, uh, PG&E's utility uh, company's generous offer uh, uh, but not on the basis of, of the lethal technology. Uh, it, t it turns out that the lights are way too bright, as, as somebody was saying there about the beams coming down. Uh, uh, there's another city, uh, Davis, California, which is a college town just outside of Sacramento. Uh, they had already put these lights in, and uh, in response to citizens' complaints about the brightness, uh, 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 they took them all out uh, uh, at a cost of $350,000 to the city because they're they're way too bright. But the, the other stuff that they do is they, they are uh, data collectors. They're transmitters and receivers, you know, like a cell tower, like an antenna. They are. They've got antennas there that collect data. And, and some people were saying, you know, cameras, some kind of cameras included too. But anyway, uh, uh, these these utility companies and every everybody else, the corporations, they will respond to public complaint and demand. You know, if and, and right now another thing that's going on is is they're uh, trying to uh, 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 remove all the landlines to make us dependent on wireless technology by 2012. AT&T is is a big player behind this because they own, you know, it used to be Ma Bell. Uh, they own all the transmission lines in the United States, as far as I know. So, um, you know, there's a big push uh, globally to, uh, in Europe too, uh, uh, to remove all the landlines by 2012. And so, don't you know, you know, people like all everybody on this call, they're organizing and uh, I've already been in on one conference call, you know, to preserve the landlord. So anyway, that's about all I wanted to say is, you know, but these companies and corporations, they will respond to consumer complaints and uh, dissatisfaction uh, uh, and, and, and uh, silence. Silence is consent, you know? Mm -hmm. But anyway, carry on. You're all doing a wonderful job. I'm getting an education. Thank you, Neil, and everyone else. Oh, you're welcome. So we're uh, probably about five or ten minutes away from from this call being over. If there's anybody who hasn't gotten a chance to speak or has any questions, feel free to ask. Um, just just for the record, so it ends up in a recording, some people get confused about what grounding is, and they, they think that 
you know, if you had a wire running down to a little plate with something going through the bottom of your shoe and the wire was hooked to you with a TENS unit pad, um, that while you're walking around on your wood floor or your carpet, that you're getting grounded. Well, that's not the way it is. For electricity to flow, and in this case for us to get electricity out of our bodies, uh, it has to be to the earth. Um, Cement will help to disperse the electricity out of you. So if you had a a wire hooked up at the base of your spine with a TENS unit stick-on pad, and you ran it down your pant leg and, and hooked it to a connector in your shoe and then ran a rivet through your shoe and, you know, put a little hole in your sock or sweat enough for it to conduct so that your skin is actually touching the rivet on the inside of your shoe hooked to the wire and then the outside of the rivet's poking through the bottom of your shoe. Um, Cement would conduct a little bit. Bare earth, especially wet earth, would be best, and asphalt streets don't work. So just to clarify in, in how you ground, it's the best, simplest way is to just get barefooted, go out and walk across the lawn with the morning dew on it. And you'll be surprised. I mean, if you just go out and pull some weeds for 10 or 15 minutes, you, you'll feel better. Neil? Yeah, go ahead. I have a question. Uh, the smart meter? Uh, last week I put, uh, first I did aluminum full, shiny side in, wrapped it all around the sides. And uh, I had a, a major change in here. For the for the better, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe after a few days, you know, they got wind of it and started powering up more, right? So I went out yesterday and I took it off because I noticed the aluminum fall. It loses, you know, it gets crunchy after a week or so. I took it off and I put, I cut a piece of screen, aluminum screening, put it over it. And uh, then I clamped it, and and it just got bad again. So then I went out today, and this time I put Reflectex around the sides, put the aluminum screen over it, and clamped it, and it seems a bit better. And I put a huge Reflectex piece over the inside electric box. I also ran a copper wire from the screen covering to the little notch, two notches on the metal box below the smart meter. Question, should I get a copper? I can get a big, long copper pipe. I seen it Lowe's the other day for under 10 bucks. Should I get that instead and try to hammer it into the ground at least three feet or so and hook that to the copper wire? Yeah, they they actually make a clamp that you'll find near where those copper 8-foot rods are. Mm-hmm. That's a couple dollars, and it's got a little screw, well, a couple of screws yeah. to, to clamp it, and then one screw okay. for the wire to go in. Um, but, any, for myself, well, if I'm inside more, what if I ran did the same thing to myself, 
and ran the copper line out a window down the wall and into a copper pipe that I can hammer hammer into the ground. Would that help any? Well, it, it would. I mean, as much as it might be convenient for people if you have copper pipes in your house to wrap a wire around a, a copper mm-hmm. pipe that's going to go into the earth and ground, uh, I'm not recommending that because they're using microwave pulse technology. Yeah. Water I, meters, I, so something would be best. I, I when I was living up there on that hill alone, it was a lot better. Whereas now I live around others, uh-huh. and uh, I know from sitting here that they are used. They're hopping off of people's uh, mowers, weed whackers. Geez, even if a door is slammed, the power is uh, used. You understand? Really? I I happen to know. I I don't see that it's neighbors, and instead they're controlled, mind controlled. Sadly, it's a weird thing to witness. But and but they're used. And in other words, a weekend people were mowing their lawns. Oh my God, it gets real bad then. You understand the power is just like I heard insiders last night talking that they're using solar the power of the sun to uh, to uh, attack people with these UAV hovers, satellites and all. Well, Hello? No. Yeah. I know that Levi was doing something where he ran a wire off of the layer of aluminum on the smart meter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he put a layer of copper over the top. Uh, I used to find copper tape in the plumbing hmm? department at Home Depot. What they department? Have, plumbing? Yeah, and they don't okay. have it here in Florida. I haven't been able to find it. Uh-huh. That would be one um, way to do the two layers. I, I did I did my research last week. It does, it's obvious, they're saying that even a piece of copper screen is better. You can't, that's the best you can do. Copper screening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which isn't cheap, but it works. Okay. Even the aluminum or stainless steel screen is a help. And, you know, I just ended up finding some old old, uh, pieces of aluminum and wrapped them around the whole meter and sealed Uh the whole thing off with aluminum tape at any of the places I needed to hold it together. Okay. What would you suggest? I can't get to the back of the smart meter interior-wise. There's a shower built right there. Uh, I do have something over the electric box itself. Helps a little. Not a lot, but a little. I'll take it. I Any idea what I can do about the inside? Does it... Do, it does shielding the outside, does that help the in, in, coming from the inside? Well, somebody sent me a video showing that the reading dropped down on their meter to 0.1 uh-huh. on the inside and the outside. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Which surprised me. And uh, with some of the measuring equipment that we have, which isn't elaborate, but it works, like the Cornette meter, oh. Uh, mm-hmm. We we found that the smart meter is screaming on the inside of the house. Oh. So I, I did 
I put a panel over mm-hmm. that area. Well, they they're coming in also through our windows and doors, and yeah. uh, even water pipe. You know, like for a hose outside. And they are. I mean, the last place I had, I had privacy. So I could, when I I got to the point, I thought, you know, you have the moments where you just say, I got to come up with some energy. I've had enough. And I took a big piece of Reflectex and cut it. And I put it over the big door. Where it was The door is mostly windows. And when I did that, it was an immediate relief. And then the other difference was that place had, um, it was flat, uh, one floor, it was on concrete. And I walked a lot outside with my then dog uh, in the dirt, a lot. But I think the main difference here is that I've got a big crawl space. And I know from this winter, I just sit there and and, and they're powering through the, the crawl space even. It's coming up through the vents. And then also a plane will go by now and then, and I'm pretty sure um, they're dumping smart dust on me. And I have read online where they're doing that. Like, so uh, people like Deborah Tavares has discussed it and others. So. Yeah, actually putting it on us? Yeah, they're spraying it over us. Yes. Yep. So when you get, you know, the plane stalking or whatever you want, you know, however you want to define it, that's what they're doing. And after every time when a plane goes by, not immediately, but, you know, give it a little time for it to settle all over the place, my cat every time just goes from a calm cat to a... He's about out of his mind, running all over the house, losing it. He 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 literally will almost run into walls. He's like psychotic on me, and I you know all I gotta do is be patient to get him to calm down, you know. And and then imagine what it does to us. Yeah, and that's then right. it, and then comes to anger. The um, I'm glad I don't live with anybody, you know. Yeah, it makes it harder. It does. This is uh, this is worse than inhumane. I, I don't. I don't have any words for it anymore. I don't really, either. I'm really pissed off that we didn't get a firewall from some of this mind stuff. It's just not not okay. What a challenge. The more I dwell into the archons and what they left behind, the text, it it's so them. You know, they even talk about that they were like computerized. Robots, uh, they really, you know, had, you know, they were mind parasites. And they liked to, to destroy. And, uh, you know, when you read the NASA documents and you compare to what's being done to us, uh, it does sound like them. And they come around every 3,600 or so years when this planetary system comes around. Well, it would it would explain the heartlessness, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so, too. And this uh, artificial intelligence AI thing has 
grown in awareness, and I'm aware of that. I'm very uncomfortable with it. I don't like it. And um, it's pretty sickening. So It is. Just, you know, do your best to think good thoughts that some kind of a miracle is going to happen for those who deserve it. Yeah. I hope so. We don't deserve this, but... No, we don't. No. Nobody does. Nobody. I know. I wouldn't wish this on a worst enemy. No. I'd rather I'd rather put them in prison and rehabilitate them where they can't hurt anybody right. than, than torture them. Yeah. It's a how secret... You... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. How do you stop it? How, how do you get out of it? I don't know. How do you stop this targeting? How do you have you ever heard of anybody ending it? No, I've never. There's been a few out on the internet will say it, but uh, I don't buy it. Most tell me I know TIs that have been victims for thirty-five, forty-five years. I believe that there's going to be a breakthrough and that we'll actually get some progress because I'm making some progress in my own situation where I really feel that I can expose the people who are doing this. And well, the good if I do it, the then power I'll goes out. If we have a power grid outage, that that'll be a help. Yeah, it will. That's right. <laughs> because it's happened uh, in various, like here and in another place I lived in, I enjoyed a few moments of, uh, you know, it was nice. <laughs> I don't understand how this can be legal in the United States when this is the freest nation in the in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to explain Bush, Bush's background and how he ran the yeah. CIA and was a well, president for eight, for eight years? Well, tell yeah, tell well, her where Bush came from and what his bloodline is from. Oh, oh, they're Aryans, and uh, Bush Sr. was born in Nazi Germany. He came over here at the age of 14 as a German spy, and the rest, they they infiltrated over here, and it was more than several thousand. It was over 50,000 came in. Uh, They they started NASA. They are the Pentagon. Uh, You got the Army, who... Their first guy, a big general, was uh, a Satanist, and they are. They're secret societies. They were OSS. Was OSS from Nazi Germany became the CIA. They don't even do this in, in the People's Republic of China. This is illegal to do this to Americans. I know. Well, I agree. The people it's, in uh, China are too afraid to even speak up. They're being targeted, too. This is why, this is who, they killed Kennedy. He was going to disband the CIA. They killed him. Uh, I mean, we've been living under their, uh, I read it, it was velvet, a quiet velvet tyranny for decades and didn't know it. New World Order, which is actually old, ancient. Oh, we didn't know. We were awakening up, and boom, here we are. And we're dealing with, uh, you know, these real, they, yeah, skull and bones, they really, really are, uh, use your term, Luciferian, Satanists. They've made, the Bushes made their money 
the grandfather, not not senior, his father, made all their wealth on uh, Nazi camps. Uh, all their buddies were there and came here. IBM, that's when they used computers to categorize uh, the poor, all of them, the German, the Jews. They even killed their own Germans, uh, gypsies, Poles. They threw everybody in. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, that's the basics. And then uh, it appears they did it for the Rothschilds and uh, the Vatican. They're all arms of the New World Order. The third tier is the U.S. military, Pentagon. Hi, honey. And uh, we've been sold out by everyone, including... Uh, our own intelligence, everyone. No. Yeah, we have, and it's yeah, it's the history of America, unfortunately. Yeah, it was it was yeah. infiltrated from the beginning, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. There, yeah. When I learned there were eight presidents or more prior to Washington, that was mind-boggling in itself. As a historian, I don't take, uh, I don't feel good saying that. I didn't know. And the history of the Bushes, uh, Hitler and them, all of them, the henchmen, they lived to be in their 90s, and they lived, a lot of them, very good down in Florida. Their families, you know, and here we're Americans, and we didn't know. So it tells you the level of secrecy involved in all our agencies that were supposed to be uh, protecting us behind the scenes, and instead, they were not. In, in, in a sense, every one of their unpatriot acts, and you know, the, the destruction of our Constitution and Bill of Rights in 9/11 went up is horribly illegal. They don't belong here. They should be dragged out of their dumbs and thrown out of this country. And they have robbed all of us blind. Not to, not to mention this. You know, with their drones hovering, uh, UAV hoverers and drones, cell towers, uh, smart meters, you know, self blah, 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 and spraying us like rats, you know. So you wonder, where are all the good guys? I know they've killed a lot of people. There have been a few good ones out there whistleblowing, but they can't do it on their own. And obviously we're not enough. No, that's right. Unity is a hard thing to come by, and a few strategic right people might be able to make a significant difference. Yeah, well, the Pentagon is, you know, like I said, the main tier. They're known as the murderers of the world, sadly. Um, And so it's them, the Vatican, and uh, the, um, darn, I said it earlier, have to bear with me, I'm like tired. This is tiring on the brain. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I find I'm more mentally tired and when I can't even get any sleep. And I try. I mean, I can't. And this, I don't know how they do it. They wake you up. They open your eyes. And I'm getting yeah. like 10 minutes here and there and um, I'm tired, you know. That's frustrating. 
It is ever, frustrating. Did you ever it? try Calm's Forte? What's that? Did you ever try that product called Calm's Forte? No, I never did. No. I heard about it. I never really? tried it either. I had a whole bottle of uh, sleeping pill aids that a doctor gave me, and of course they're gone. It's like they just got up and walked out. Really? Yeah, and I kind of remember coming home one day and uh, something was moved on the porch so that I'd see it. So I'm wondering if that's when they got in here. I don't know. They used to get in all the time when this first started. So, um, But uh, I had a sheriff tell me with five detectives separately in the same county of North Carolina that this is drones. That's what he said. He said, what do you think of Obama's drones now? Yeah. And I was seeing them follow me everywhere and swarming around while neighbors are out laughing at me and they're breaking in and out of my house, uh, zooming in and out of my driveway all hours of the night. The whole area was like um, out of a creep movie, you know. And then, of course, everywhere I went, I got hit in the car, chased around. And, uh, by the time I got to Florida, somebody told me to move to Florida and get as close to the ocean as possible, that the ocean breeze, the wind from the waves, would blow some of this away. And that didn't happen. So, that goes. I only wish I had stayed down there because I was more active down there. I didn't hide in the house. I went out. And I mean, and I'd be followed by cops and everybody else. But nobody, you know, I knew there was something else going on. I knew. I knew this was bigger than all of us. So I would go to the beach. I didn't care. Air stalked. I didn't care. I'd take my dog. Uh, we. I was healthier then. I moved up here, and it's um, nothing to do. You know? Yeah, that's a drag. That's... Yeah, and then I did get to meet one T.I. up here, but <clears throat> he was um, sadly controlled right in front of me. I'll never forget it. So I guess it doesn't work, you know. When when and I have been together with TIs Florida and here, and each time we're together down there, it was with a guy, very nice guy, and up here it was with a gal, and it's they do something, they're mind hiding us. It's like I can tell they're reading their minds or something. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, when you look out and see four or five people mowing their lawn at the exact same time, that's <laughs> kind of eerie. <laughs> oh, yeah, like uh, uh, something to do with a dog. I lost my dog, you know, and um, I look out, and they're all walking around out here with a dog, and you can tell they're doing it, glancing around their, their shoulder as if I'm, am I watching? Uh, they've come out with cameras filming their driveway, uh, this is insanity, you know. It's data solemn. Certainly not anything that we were prepared for. No. 
and the psychology behind keeping all the other people away from us out of fear or right. you know, the multiple reasons that people react the way they do that if 1% of yeah. the population is being tortured that they figure if they talk with you they might end up on that list so that scares them off or yeah. <clears throat> they hope you're crazy because the story you're telling is pretty out there uh, they, yeah. they knew. They knew the mm-hmm. psychology behind this. I mean, we, we should be buying billboards and putting them up across the whole world and saying, "Look, this is what's happening, and you're next." Don't think <coughs> you're not. Yeah. Well, all the experts say that the Nakamon are the only ones. That's the only book papers that were not touched. You know, they didn't alter them. And if you really get in to find some good sites that define it in simpler terms, uh, to me, that's as close as I'm going to get to what's going on. And it's happened before and prior. It's happened before that. And before We'll never know, you know, from... Uh, they, it's rumored it happened to the Lemurians against the Atlantic, Atlanteans. It's rumored, you know. There's really not a whole lot we'll know prior to that, other than we were not cavemen. Right. We're well, yeah. far from it. Right. We and devolved. We devolved, not uh, evolved. And how mu- how much did you study Edgar Casey and what he found out about all that? And the world. I uh, haven't had. I've I've dwelled in it a little. I I used to read him uh, in my teens, and then that's when all the strange things started happening to me then um, and I never got to read them again I have written, wrote, uh, read some things in recent months I think he's on to something as well um, I'm not real sure if the it appears to me that these uh, the Akashic records might very well be um, out in space somewhere maybe I don't know. Well, see, we don't know. They say then it was rumored it was in the paw of the um, out there at Geyser. You know that statue. It was in the paw. He said, "Look down in there." Well, we'll never know because uh, the elite have taken all that. It's all yeah. gone. Yeah, out of the Sphinx. Yeah, you know, so much has been. We've been lied to about everything. You know, you have to wonder why. And as far as uh, I. I had to pull back on uh, some things because I realized even the Bible uh, was manipulated, and I knew that from a kid up. I did know that. I just didn't know how far and how bad. It is written, I believe, for these times, but too much has been... I don't like who it was written by any more than those that edited it, all Freemasons and pagans and what have you. And I don't think we have to worry a whole lot about repentance, which I was into, more so keeping our 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 level, emotional level, to a normalcy. Do you get what I'm saying? The frequency thing? Yeah. That, yeah. I don't know why, but why would you want to do this to us at this time, unless it's got something to do with, um, I mean, Duncan says it's called Project Soul Catcher. 
I know he does, and that that concerns me because our records are ours, and they don't belong to be. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.